I'd like to start today's episode off on a very serious note. It is May 28th, 2021, and five years ago, there was a very serious moment that kicked off all of this conflict, all of the fighting and all of the hatred. Something that happened in this country that just tore people apart at their core. It's the killing of Harambe. Five years ago today. I just posted about they, that. They, 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 took, they, they, took, they took our boy. And from that, everyone just erupted in rage. No one could understand the pain, the grief was so intense that we've been fighting ever since. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Harambe. You know when you're a kid, sometimes you're, like you're in, in elementary school or grade school, and like you miss a day, and then it's, it just happens to be a crucial day. Yeah, yeah. Five years ago today, you're like sitting I in have here no eating idea. a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was unplugged from this, and then, um, and then everybody's talking about Harambe. And if you can explain to me in two or three sentences Harambe. They killed the gorilla. Very, who? The, the zoo. The, he had a little boy, fell in, yeah. and he was like dragging him, so they shot and killed him. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So, Harambe, so it was, meme. Harambe was the, the, the young. There's the gorilla. He's gorilla. The gorilla. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they, they yeah. shot the gorilla to save the little boy. Got it. And everyone was like, it became a meme. They took our boy, you know, Harambe, and it's been five years, Elon everybody. Elon Musk produced a song about it. It's true. <laughs> Highly yeah. recommend. Very true. Checking that one out. Uh, no, I do feel bad about, you know, this, this gorilla being killed. You know, it, it, it is, it's still sad, but it's a meme. So, hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out. It was, uh, it was not really a serious opening, but I wonder, I wonder if people are genuinely offended by like, don't you dare insult the memory right. of Harambe. Whose fault was it? Was it the gorilla or the little boy? You know, the boy a, fell in. A human falls in a gorilla cage. The gorilla mauls the human. They kill the gorilla. Whose fault was it? The if human? this would happen today, wouldn't you see an expose of the little boy? I mean, wouldn't <laughs> the media try to destroy this kid's life? Yeah, I guess. You know, his parents. His, oh. I mean, everything. Yeah. Cancel. This, this, this uh, yeah. unarmed gorilla was killed by the authorities. <laughs> right. I mean, do we know anything about the kid? Yeah. Yeah. What was I the kid doing? That's was there point. even a kid? Was oh, the kid what? like skulking around looking all was like he peacocking? He was trying to, trying to steal, you know, uh, from Harambe's house. It's mm-hmm. only three. Harambe was just defending himself. Oh, all the right. kid was three. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So he doesn't, he doesn't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. Can't blame the kid. Tough story. Okay. But let's get into the, this, the serious story. Uh, this one's risky. You know, I, I, it gave me pause looking at this news because I'm like, well, YouTube might absolutely ban us. Um, We've got reporting out that there's a, st- a study suggesting or a flat out saying that the vi- COVID was made by China, made by them, and that after the lab leak, they panicked and retro engineered it to try and make it seem like it was naturally occurring. Now, the only reason it, it's, it's this is being reported uh, by the Daily Mail, it's like a front page story. Maybe it's not true. Uh, of course, this is a NewsGuard certified source, so I'm not going to ignore a breaking story, even if YouTube punishes us for it. But the other thing is, Fauci himself said that he wasn't convinced it was naturally occurring. If it's not naturally occurring, then what does that mean? If it, it, it emerged next to the Wuhan lab, Fauci is the one who opened the door for this conversation. So, so be it. We need to talk about it, and uh, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. It's Friday. We we, we take things easy. We 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 chill pretty much on Friday, and yeah. uh, uh, we're being joined today by national security analyst, author Dave Raboy. David Raboy, how's it going, man? You want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. I um, I tweet at DaveRaboy.com. I well I I at Dave Raboy. I I have a website at DaveRaboy.com. Where I've got writing, I write about music, I write about politics, uh, international and the, affairs. And the, and the collapse of this country. And the collapse of <laughs> the country. Because this Boy. is, you know, we're in a civilizational crisis period and, you know, that's on the menu. Uh, I have this book 
called Qatar's Shadow War that I wrote, where which is available um, on the on the site or on Amazon or wherever. Very cool. Cool. We'll talk about it. And uh, and yeah, we can talk about it. Right on. Great to be here. This guy, this guy Ian, is sitting here. What up, homie? He is, yeah. Okay. What's going on with Ian's camera? I don't know. What He's do I look like? Giving me static. You look oh. like yesterday. Give me the skinny. You look just like you did yesterday, which is actually an issue because I'm pretty sure something's going on with your camera. You're Table like the frozen. elements. What's up? Yeah. yeah, we can't see you at all. <laughs> what is Ian's, happening, Tim? Ian's camera's just frozen I tried to on a twice. still of him. I've been running around the studio like a crazy person. Uh, you, 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 um, I think, you think you... Let me, let me, let me try. Let's see. Let's see if Tim can magically fix it. Anyway, I'm also here in the Friday. corner. Yeah, you, we're chilling. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story. Oh, boy. There was a frog, and uh, he was having a hard time. Uh-huh. Uh, in the in the woods, so he ended up uh, meeting this other frog, and the two of them went off. And they, uh, you, fi- you got to figure it out. It's still frozen. Yeah, it's just frozen. W T F, Ian. Well, I'll, uh, your magnetic force is too much. I'll listen for a while. And um, oh, sorry. You want to switch chairs? Yeah, sure. Actually, yeah, that could work. All right, we're gonna wing it, guys. It's Friday. Right. Is the other camera on? I'll turn it on. It's funny because like you hear Ian talking, there's just like a still of him, just like in a weird face. <laughs> Well, I do have news. We have uh, upgrades coming. So that computer we ordered months ago is finally getting put together. And hopefully we'll get it and, uh, you know, All right, let's rebuild. See. Let's see if we We're can gonna be, see Ian. Can we see Ian? There hey, he look. is. Yes. Hey. Okay. Is your microphone working? Hello, hello. There no, we it's go. not working. It's Wait, on. It is? Yeah, we're good. How's we're good. the balance? Looking good. I, can we yeah, I can't hear. It's a little low. It's a little can you hear anything at all? All right, let me turn him up a bit. Juice in the headset. Oh, there, there we go. Is that? How are we What's looking? Up? Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, we'll get there eventually. Good to see, you. good to be here. Oh, all right. Yeah, Ian is here. He's gonna get this plasma ball charged. And, cool. Uh, you gotta plug it in. Can rock we, and roll. We, so, uh, for those that are that are wondering, we've had a ton <laughs> of lingering issues after the power went out. So we had a really bad storm, knocked all the power out, and then everything kind of got frazzled. But uh, you know, whatever. You, you'd, you'd think we'd be professionals at this no. point, but. Uh, this looks like a professional outfit to me. It looks like it's like it. almost there. It's like halfway there. So it looks like it, but we were we're winging it half the time. Semi pro. Like we just right. got an AV guy to like set compression, and we've been doing the show for over a year, like a year and a half. Yeah. Everyone's like, the sound is bad. It's like, eh, we'll figure we'll it fig- out. <laughs> we'll get there. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I sure can. I can turn you up, man. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, um, how's that, Ian? Before we get started, nothing yet. Go to tipcast.com. Sign up, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive content in our members-only area. We were hanging out with Lauren Chen yesterday. Look at that. We got Jack Murphy. We got Lauren Chen. You guys both love – you love them both. And we were talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, founder quitting. So yeah. if you want to get this content, go to the site, become a member. But uh, here, here's the thing. When you're a member, you're helping support our work, and that money goes into hiring more people. We're a couple of weeks out from bringing on a, our own newsroom. Hiring journalists, we're taking pitches for movies, for shows. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff and building up this big network. It takes time, though, because we got to hire a lot of people. And quality control, man, is very difficult. But I'll tell you what. If you really, really like what we do and you think what we say is important, whether we're right or wrong, if you agree with the conversation at least, and if you really agree with the, the message, share this video, share this podcast. We don't have a big marketing department like you know CNN, but they get hundreds of millions of views per month because the system is rigged. YouTube will put them on the front page. Everybody hates it, but they do it. And then people share that stuff. So we got to push back. That's how you do it. But, you know, you can buy people's books. You can buy books from people like Dave Raboy, the uh, Cutter's Shadow War, or, you know, books from people like Michael Malice or Michael Knowles. You just got to be active. You got to throw, throw, uh, throw some skin in the game. But let's, let's talk about the story that's going to get us in trouble. Hmm. Here we go. Exclusive from the Daily Mail. 
They say COVID-19, quote, has no credible natural ancestor and was created by Chinese scientists who then tried to cover their tracks with, quote, retro engineering to make it seem like it naturally arose from bats. Explosive new study claims. They say the the study uh, researchers found unique fingerprints in COVID-19 samples they say could only have arisen from manipulation in the laboratory. Now, I will stress, we've already heard this last year. And you had that one guy, Luke, uh, what's his, I, I can't remember his name. He's a, he's a famous uh, virologist, won the Nobel Peace Prize, said the same thing. They called him a crackpot. They called him a conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist. We've heard similar things before. We're hearing it again. And the, and the weirdest thing right now is there's a bunch of journalists that are like, there's no evidence lab leak is real. There's all the evidence that it was natural zoologic, you know, transfer or whatever. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me let me let me break down all y'all for where for, for uh let me let me break down where we're at so far. Okay, I'm going to start with the timeline as we know it now, not what's the timeline of the reporting. U.S. provided funding to EcoHealth Alliance. Money from that fund from that pool went to the Wuhan lab for what's called gain of function research, where they tried to make viruses gain functions. The idea is that by making a virus stronger, we'll understand it before it emerges in the wild. So that's happening. Then around November 2019, some people got sick. Videos came out, reports came out suggesting that at some point people had been bitten by a bat or bats had peed on somebody. So then uh, a few months later, we start getting reports of this sickness emerging in Wuhan. It starts spreading and then we start getting speculation that it's from the wet market across the street from the Wuhan lab. Already people are asking questions. Could it have emerged? And, you know, I, I said often, you know, look, if it's a bat coronavirus. People in a wet market are, it's unsanitary. Actually, I, I would, I would argue it, that makes more sense simply because a, a bio lab still has security. A wet market doesn't. So if I, if I, if, if you told me to put a hundred bucks down, I'd be like, the place with no security. Why would I bet on the place with security? But then when you factor in the fact that they were doing gain of function research on bat coronaviruses, when you, when you factor in that people were getting sick, everything starts to line up. Now we got Fauci himself saying he's not convinced it occurred naturally. And then we get the story. They go on to say, Daily Mail exclusively obtained a 22 page paper authored by the British professor Angus Dalglish and Norwegian scientist Dr. Berger Sorensen set to be published in the quarterly review of biophysics discovery. The studies show that there's evidence to suggest Chinese scientists created the virus while working on a gain-of-function project at the Wuhan lab. Gain-of-function research, which was temporarily outlawed in the U.S., involves altering naturally occurring viruses to make them more infectious in order to study their potential effects on humans. According to the paper, Chinese scientists took a natural coronavirus backbone found in Chinese cave bats and spliced onto it a new spike, Hmm. turning it into the deadly and highly transmissible COVID-19. The researchers who concluded that COVID-19 has no credible natural ancestor also believe scientists reverse engineered versions of the virus to cover up their tracks. Quote, we think that there have been retro engineered viruses created. Dalglish told DailyMail.com, they've changed the virus, then tried to make out it was a sequence years ago. The study also points to deliberate destruction, concealment or contamination of data in Chinese labs and notes that scientists who wish to share their findings haven't been able to do so or have disappeared. Now, that's where it gets a little weird. Hmm. That, that, I'd, like, I'd like to read about that because it sounded a bit conspiratorial. Until recently, most experts have staunchly denied the origins of the virus were anything other than naturally uh, natural infection leaping from animals to human. Earlier this week, Dr. Anthony Fauci defended U.S. funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, 
saying the $600,000 grant was not approved for gain-of-function research. And I also want to make sure we absolutely stress Fauci bombshell, as reported by the Hill.com, not convinced COVID-19 developed naturally outside Wuhan lab. Take, just take that quote from Fauci, all right? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to sit here and we're going to say, I don't know about this study. Maybe the study's not true. I don't know. All right. YouTube's banned people for less. But Fauci said he's not convinced it developed naturally outside the lab. If the first reported cases were from outside the lab, but it didn't develop naturally outside the lab, then it stands to reason the lab leak hypothesis is true and it was manufactured in the lab. Or Unless Fauci's wrong again. It developed naturally in the lab. How does it develop naturally in a lab? I don't know. But, but the logic follows that the that could moment, also be a possibility. The moment they put the virus in the lab, let's say, they, let's say they found the virus in a bat and they put the bat in the lab and they put the bat in a, in a box and then the virus mutates. That's, that's, that's lab engineered. They change the conditions of the bat. That's the bare minimum for me, I suppose. Look, this is a tremendous, horrible, horrible slander of the wet market community. I mean, it is. <laughs> no, and I mean, imagine the guy who owns that wet market. Is it one man? Guy? Is it one guy? I don't know. Maybe he's the one guy who subleases to all the other this, wet marketeers. Did you see that New York Times reporter who said that Lab Leak was racist? Sure. <laughs> of course. Well, so, well, no. I mean, what's more racist, Lab Leak or wet market? Exactly. So it's, it's that was, that's what's funny. It's, so uh, the reporter for the New York Times who's covering COVID tweeted that one day we'll, we'll stop talking about lab leak and discuss the racist origins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, the wet market is more racist. <laughs> you yeah. know, like the, the lab is plausible in that people, labs have accidents. Could happen But anywhere. then to right. accuse the Chinese people of having these filthy disease-ridden right. markets is Well, like, it's because we eat bats. I mean, yeah, yeah that's not But nice. did they really? I thought that was like an urban legend or like a myth that they were eating bats. Like people were saying bat soup and then I guess. Yeah. What are you selling? What are you selling live bats for at a wet market? Or are they actually you're not selling bats? I don't know. I mean, this is all this is all, you know, coming from media reports and, you know, all, all that all that nonsense that uh, that came out in, initially. You know, we heard about the wet market. We heard about the bats and, we're, you know, uh, people joking about bat soup and all this stuff. And, and of course, then the, the media backlash. Oh, my God, all this is racist. Yeah. So, so don't talk about it. It's all racist. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Uh, and I guess it's because they hated Trump and Trump yeah. suggested it. So then all of a sudden they had to. I, I think it's a combination of, of, of that. Trump says something. They must say the opposite. But I also th- I, I also think that politically they saw it as a way to go after Trump. If this sure. was a natural phenomenon, it's Trump's fault. And then they can, they can they can they can use that to get Trump out. Think about this though, we we have an we have an idea that the media is getting less powerful as alternative media rises. I I thought that for a couple of years. I thought that it was declining in power. And what COVID showed me was that these guys are still insanely powerful. I mean, think about this. We have. The biggest story in the world. Everyone is, is, is hysterical, afraid of this virus. And yet we're like a year on and we're only now starting to think, hey, where had this thing happen? I mean, yeah, right. in, in what world is that? You know, 9-11 happens immediately as soon as, as the rubble is, is cleared. No, not even. Not even. You know, the, 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 I was in New York. The, uh, the, the sky is full of clouds. It's like, all right, who did it? Right. How'd this happen? Who did it? And for this, we, we go a year. And, 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 and it's not just the media, though. Clearly, the media is a component of, of an establishment power. Uh, that's they, they either because they are pressured by each other 
They're scared of, of being ostracized. CNN says something. YouTube says that's the truth. We decided. We de- if CNN says it, it's true. And so you go on YouTube and you make some claims at the election, they'll ban you. You make some claims about COVID, they'll ban you. But for four years, the media could go on YouTube and make the most outrageous, nonsensical claims about Donald Trump. And it was totally acceptable. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, I you know, I'll tell you this. I've made the point that uh, social media has empowered the individual. But, but like I stated in the, in, the, in the opening when I was doing the promo spot, CNN gets hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Why? Because YouTube guarantees that if you search for news, they will send you CNN. It's not just that they've decided CNN is the truth. They've decided it's the only thing you're allowed to watch. So how do we combat that? People just got to keep talking, talk as much as you can, I guess. And it's even worse than that because you've got an entire industry now that has developed the, you know, the, let's say the so-called disinformation industry, which is really just a, a mutation of the old countering violent extremism um, industry during the, uh, the, the war on terror. It's basically the same people. Oh, and yeah. They've the- retooled themselves and they've created metrics and all kinds of justifications for saying, no, CNN is authoritative. But Tim Pool is, is you know, is not. disinformation. Well, so they actually, Google told me I could become authoritative if I chose to do it. There's a process you go through. Hmm. You have to, like, fill out forms and then submit something, and then they put you in their authoritative list. Hmm. So huh. it, it's possible. Huh. Uh, the, the challenge is that it's, it's an obvious institutional bias. Hmm. So I do believe YouTube likes me more than other channels. Well, I sure, do. because you get a lot of views. It may be... Uh, but I, I, I certainly think that, you know, there are smaller channels that are still decently sized that have gotten strikes for saying similar things to me. And, you know, we're running a risk here simply talking about the story because YouTube, they go nuts. I mean, Crowder cited the CDC data and they, they nuked him. Right. So. Well, I mean, I also think that you've got such you've created such a, a, a nice, serious infrastructure around the show with, you know, with, with the house and the equipment and the team and everything. I mean, that. I think that for YouTube and some of these, you know, no, let's just say for YouTube, they look at this and they say, this is, this is a story that we want told. Right, right, We right. want someone like Tim Pool to be able to make a living and to thrive on this platform. Makes sense. Yeah, it's not a good Because not- if, you, if you get, you know, you get yanked and you get banned, that's a big story. Right. And it's and no. it's bad for business. It's bad for business. YouTube is a very dangerous place to run a business. Facebook is a very dangerous right. place to run a business. And if if so the, actually YouTube did a survey. They said they sent me this uh everybody got it probably oh, if you're yeah, a YouTuber. And it's like fill out our survey and it asked me questions about what platforms I use. And I'm like I use, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And then it's like how how do you feel about them? How confident are you? And I'm just like, oh, not at all. Like Zero, Twitter, zeros. like, do you feel safe using that? No way. No. Do you think they have your best interest? Absolutely not. And then for YouTube, I'm like, YouTube is definitely not a safe place for a business. Hmm. It does provide an opportunity for reach and for, for revenue. But YouTube could ban you at any moment without notice. And they've done it before. They did it to a guy named uh, Monkey Jones. Hmm. He had no strikes. He broke no rules. And they deleted all of his channels without warning. Because they they found his content distasteful, that was it. He broke no rules. He just made it, it was it was black comedy, hmm. and they didn't like it. He did he he. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. It's it's spicy comedy, edgy, edgy. but it wasn't racist. It it was right. just it was like the edge of edgy, 
and they deleted his channel outright. So this is this is the world we live in right now, where of course YouTube wants people to believe you can be a creator so long as you follow these rigid guidelines. We don't explain to you. Hmm. I mean, we, they we, will change at any moment. Right. We just learned this is really interesting yeah. from Project Veritas too. I don't know if you saw this, where they had the whistleblower come out. And they say that publicly, Facebook's guidelines are very vague. Internally, they're extremely well-defined. And they do that so that way when they ban someone, they can, oh, well, you know, this rule is violated for this reason. And they can just make it whatever they want. Right. So, I mean, Twitter is the same. Twitter operates exactly the same way. I I was uh, a few years ago, I was in a uh, back and forth at length with some Twitter folks, you know, Folks who work, work at the company, whose job it was, they saw, hey, you know what? Let's reach out to conservatives who are, you know, who have a a, a platform on online. And uh, and I went at them and I said, look, you're um, you're shadow banning, you're doing all of these things, you're throttling the amount of views that people will get, that that viewers will get. And they denied all of this, but they admitted to having, I think, some three hundred different metrics. Uh, or, or types of metrics that will decide who you are based on behaviors. Right. So that they can look you in the eye and they say, we do not ban conservatives. There, it, is, it is the stupidest lie. And the issue, I guess, is I don't, I, don't, I don't know why any conservative would believe them. And I don't know why any conservative would argue with them. I've argued with them. But we know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. Hmm. And they know we know they know they're lying. They they know we know, they know we know they're lying. Yes. Yeah, I wrote a piece about it at uh, I, at uh, the Federalist, I think in 20, 2018, describing this whole back and forth, and uh, and and I told them, you know, my Twitter hasn't grown more than I don't know, two hundred, three hundred in the last nine months. It's obvious that something right. is going on because of the, because of how you know exponential growth works. Right. And the guy looked at me and said, "Maybe your tweets just aren't so good. We can <laughs> offer you a class on how to tweet better." Wow. Yeah. I mean what? the chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and and this guy had like you know four hundred followers or something, and he mm-hmm. and he's and, he, and he's and he's talking to me, and and it's like, I mean, it's so obvious that the finger is on the scale it's so obvious that that this is going on it's not even debatable but of course you've got you know we went through four years of donald trump yeah where i knew this was a problem in in january of 2017 you know i mean i I, i'm not special a lot of people saw that this was an issue and nothing was done republicans didn't do anything about it when they had the power to do it nothing and they're not gonna know we get hearing after hearing after hearing they don't do anything oh at the uh at the federal level absolutely not Federal level, all DeSantis. these, all these guys. So DeSantis. So I was there at the uh, at the you bill signing. I was there Ooh. at the bill signing, and uh, and it was great. The room was electric because everybody knows what is is up here. Everybody knows. It used to be that it's like okay, you know, Milo, Alex Jones, these people who, you know, you'd never meet in a million years, but you know, they got banned. But now it's grandma getting banned. Yeah, it's people who are just saying, you know, learn to code, making jokes. Right. Now, here's where it gets crazy. You ready for this one? Tech groups sue DeSantis (gasps) over social media bill. 
knew it. I thought this. I thought it was going to. I thought someone in Florida was going to file a lawsuit against the big tech companies immediately. Instead, it's the other way around. You get you get a few minutes, a few days, and whoever strikes first, it's basically when if you're going to two countries are going to go to war, one of them gets to declare the war and invade. And if you wait, the other one's going to invade you. So you invade first. Hmm. Let's, let's, let's see what we got here. They say two technology groups on Thursday filed a lawsuit in Tallahassee federal court challenging a controversial bill that Governor DeSantis said is aimed at cracking down on social media censorship. But opponents argue it's an un, unconstitutional infringement of free speech. That's factually not true. It's not. Well, it's the free speech of the corporation. Right. Yeah. But uh, the, the issue is, so we, we've had an interesting conversation about this. Uh, the New York Times, for instance, if they take an article from you and publish it, it's their speech. What happens if you write the article, submit it through a submissions portal, and then they publish it? That's actually your speech, even though they chose to publish through a submission portal. Does that make sense? No. And that's the way it works right now. So, no, this does not actually stop the corporation's free speech. If, no, no, of course. I mean, I agree with you, but that's the, that's the argument that they're making. There's, it's, it's a fake argument. It's a fake argument, but all of this is good. You know, oh, I right, mean, right, it's right. got to go through the courts. It's got to be fought. You know, yep. frankly, the thing that needs to happen right now is, you know, you've got to get some conservative donors putting some money into into fighting this in a in a in a public in a public way. Let's get some C fours. Let's get people out there pushing this. Everybody knows. I think, I think that a C three could huge do this. A five hundred one C three could handle this. Sure. It's not political. Sure. Just going after censorship in general is a tax deductible cause. Uh, yeah, and 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 supporting some of and supporting some of this pushback, you know, even if DeSantis will, because it's you know, as you know, it's not just one thing on one issue, you know, he's doing the the you know the, the riot stuff, he's doing other stuff, uh, th- you know, they're going to take him to court for for over everything. <laughs> yep. And it seems, I mean, sadly, look, I loved Ron DeSantis. I think Florida is the best state in the union right now, but unfortunately, we're alone, and this has got to change. I love it. Here, let me read this quote. Americans everywhere should oppose Florida's attempt to run roughshod over the First Amendment rights of private online businesses, <laughs> says Carl Zabo, vice president and general counsel of NetChoice. By weakening the First Amendment rights of some, Florida weakens the First Amendment rights of all. Uh-huh. Let me just explain something. The bill targets, I think they have to have, to have like 100 million users. No. Oh, 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 since when have, has the left been like, but what about the ultra wealthy <laughs> and the, and the mu- massive multinational corporations? Who's going to protect them? That's where they're at right now. This is the funniest thing. I saw somebody. Uh... Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. They were commenting about 
uh, Ted Cruz, mm. he made a comment about your medical choices should be your choice and no government should intervene. And then all these leftists are like high-fiving like, oh, yeah, now do abortion. And I'm like, that's really funny because you can make fun of Ted Cruz. But what about the disaffected liberals who have always been in favor of regulating massive corporations or who have been pro-choice the whole time and are telling you you're insane? Hmm. See, they ignore people like me because it's inconvenient. It's convenient for me to a certain degree because then I don't get the smear pieces coming out all the time. But yeah, when I say 10 years ago, we got to regulate these massive corporations that are, that, are, that are stealing the commons and polluting our waters and colluding with foreign interests. And then they said the same thing. Now I'm still saying the same thing. Oh, but it benefits conservatives. So now they're not going to say anything. And then what they'll do is when a conservative comes out, they say, you just hate free speech. You're, you're, you, you're going to regulate these companies, take away their free speech rights because corporations are people, my friend. The chutzpah of these people is, is so <laughs> far beyond. It's, it's so far beyond anything because, I mean, in, in my mind, there's, there, it's very simple. Is there such a thing as a public square? Yes. Is it possible for a public square to be owned in 2021 by a private mm-hmm. entity? Yes, of course. Yep. Yes, of course. This is obvious. You know, this is what a lot of the libertarian types and the people, you know, frankly, who are taking a ton of money from, you know, from big tech are, are saying is that they're denying that this is a thing. Um, and the other thing is, if you, you know, you are allowing these corporations to have more power than governments. Yeah. India, the, the the people's gone. Hungary, Poland, the U.S., uh, all these other places have gotten into conflicts with these big tech comp- companies. The big co- tech companies usually end up winning. Yeah. And this is and it's and it's and it's uh, it's crazy because they are unaccountable to anybody. I mean, is this a and it really speaks to what this government is. My favorite group of people in, in all of this are the libertarians who you know should be on the side of the free speech of the individual but instead are on the on the side of free speech for the massive multinational mm-hmm. corporations and the oligarchs, oligarchs behind them the reason i love it is because they hate they hate them mark zuckerberg facebook they hate libertarians they despise them they ban them and shut them down and so you have like there's three groups right now you've got the the democrat large left umbrella which includes some leftists who, uh, as Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, but I think it was Glenn Green, Greenwald who said this, they're the one group of people with the least ability to learn because they advocate for censorship and then they keep getting censored. Mm. You have conservatives who are like, well, we normally don't, we aren't for regulation, but in this instance, we recognize the importance of it and we must have our rights protected. And I'm like, makes sense to me. And then you have libertarians who are like, we are being banned and smeared and insulted. I hope Facebook has the right to remove us because in 20 years, our ideology won't exist anymore. That's what, it, it's, it's, it's the yes. most amazing thing, the libertarians. I don't know. I had a long argument a couple of years ago with this libertarian guy. And he's like, we shouldn't be telling what these private businesses can or can't do. And I was like, bro, fine. I don't care. I was like, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not, I'm not lib right. I'm not in your bubble. So when you, when Facebook decides to delete every single libertarian candidate and every single libertarian personality, which they're going to do, and they do, anti-war.com friends. We had Scott Horton in here. He got, uh, anti-war.com got censored. Why? It's anti-establishment. They want war. They want bombs. So they get banned too. And then they advocate for their own banning. It's remarkable. Like, well, they shouldn't ban us, I guess, but it is a private company. All right. Well, in five years, you won't be a part of the conversation and I won't have to argue with any, with, with you anymore. So whatever. There should also be a distinction. I mean, I'm, I'm not actually for making this distinction because I think that both of these things, both, you know, the social media companies and Google, you know, and, and other search engine companies. Um, I mean, we, we have the same problem with both of them, right? 
but the libertarians and the phony conservatives will um y- you know i mean they they will they will say that uh that uh you know facebook and these social media companies um you know that you have alternatives you you don't have to exist on them right but as far as the search engine goes i mean google and google is really the the institutional memory yeah. of western civilization at this point and and, and, and you, you 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 just you take something out of the search engine and it's I, gone i often see stories pop up from the gateway pundit yeah and i don't like i don't not a big fan of using them for the most part you know they have some credibility for some writers but i'll see a story and i'll be like okay i want to i want to fact check this and i'll go on google and i'll type it in it's like doesn't doesn't exist. like yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of sites that are just non-existent on, on google Andrew Yang put it really well when he was talking about antitrust not being the right answer. There needs to be something else when he said, how many of you want to use Bing? And everyone like laughs. He's like, exactly. Right. Nobody's going to use Bing. It's like Google is the service. Google is what people use. But DuckDuckGo is, 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 is moving in, and it's, it's, it's an opportunity to use something. The problem is we're trying to market, right? That's the thing. I, I invent uh, – look, look at this. I got a bottle of water, and I want to get this bottle of water to as many people as possible. So you go where the people are. Fa- uh, Facebook and Google have bought up the largest spaces, and they're now privately owned public spaces. Do you know? Do you know what a pops is in New York? A privately owned public space? No. So this this is what happened with Occupy Wall Street, Zuccotti. The where they had the protest was privately owned, but because it was open to the public, they couldn't evict the protesters. Hmm. They were allowed to protest there. So I, I try explaining this to people. I'm like, okay, check it out. So, so the, the ultra-rich people like Deutsche Bank or whatever, they have these pu- privately owned public spaces. And the courts ruled that be, you can privately own them, but as long as you welcome the public in, you can't shut down First Amendment activity. Mm-hmm. So Occupy Wall Street was allowed to stay so long as they like What's the benefit of owning them then? So they buy property for the property value, but then what do you do with it? They turn it into a public space and just let it be a park or something. There's probably some write-off there somewhere, some city benefit. I'm sure there's some write-off there. But yeah. re- regardless, I don't know exactly other than if you're open to the public, then First Amendment rights apply to you, not to them. Right. And so now you have Twitter. It is a public space, a public forum. It's already been ruled a public forum in the past, although that did get overturned by the Supreme Court. People go there to speak. A private corporation owns it. They should not have the right to shut down the, the speech of an individual if we're to operate under the assumption that this is a violation of Twitter's free speech rights, then you're suggesting that Twitter is speaking for us? Like when I tweet with my face next to my words, you're saying Twitter is being compelled to speak? No, it isn't. It's a utility. It's, it's a platform. Everyone knows Twitter didn't say that. So w- w- what's the excuse? That's it. It's just a lie because they know. Right now, the Democrats are like, look, these people who run these companies are on, our, are, are on our side, so we'll just agree with them. Conservatives, they're getting wiped out, and I, I think that was a huge contributing factor to Trump losing in, in 2020. I'm finding it's a very different situation to walk into Twitter's, one of their buildings, and start saying what you think and then getting arrested or taken out by their public private security. That's it's fine. private building. Yeah, it's a private building. But when you use a service online, it's not a private building anymore. So their right to censor you and stop you seems to end at the door of their headquarters or of their of their owned property. So I, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. You know, if you set up your, your business in Walmart, Walmart can shut you down at will. But if you have a business on YouTube, you're not in YouTube's building anymore. You're not right. on the, their the, property. The, the, the big problem, I think, is, for one, people need to sue more. 
Conservatives sure. should have been suing. And you know what really annoys me is I hear from all these conservative lawyers, you can't because you're going to lose because of this precedent. I don't care. Just sue. Just sue. Just right. sue. James O'Keefe. Look at that guy. Yes. He's like, fires the missiles. <laughs> you know, and he just goes for it. And then he actually ends up winning, defeating a motion to dismiss in the New York Times case. Everyone said it can't be done until he did it. Too many, too many people aren't pushing back. They're getting censored. They don't sue. A lot of people sue and they lose, but good for them for at least trying. Set precedent. Get better arguments. Right. I mean, all of this too is like, um, you know, they're they're trying to they're trying whatever arguments that they can come up with because what they really want to do is they really want to control the flow of information, and they are un their worldview has been rocked to its core by Trump's victory. Yeah. And by the fact that there is stuff out there online that they don't like. <laughs> they thought they yeah. would be ushering in a new era of online, um, you know, woke, you know, new consciousness where everything. They didn't see that, no. that, you know, there would be an underbelly. I mean, the underbelly is us. You know, you know what I <laughs> but think? They didn't see it. I, I grew up online. I've had the Internet as long as I can remember. My, my family had CompuServe on DOS or whatever. Mm, nice. we had, then we had CompuServe on Windows and then we had AOL. So I've been in the chat rooms, and I have been exposed to the nastiness that is the Internet my whole life. And I knew the trolls and the hackers and the memes. So growing up, I'm like, welcome to the Internet. But a lot of these people, they probably did not have the Internet at a young age. They, I, I, a lot of people I went to school with didn't have computers. So it was a time when I'm a little kid. I have a Windows 3.1 machine. Not everybody had a computer in their house. They weren't using AOL. Not only that, if the parents were, they're not letting their kids go in a chat room. And hear them see nasty adult stuff. So what happens is these millennials, they grow up, and it's not until they're teens they actually get on the internet, and they're in more safe environments with more restrictions. Now they're adults, and they're oh no, people are saying mean things online. How can this be? And interestingly, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey have, deci have decided to side with that faction. Why? It's really simple. Take conservative. Take a liberal, put him in a room, and then yell a, a curse word. Guess who's going to care? Guess who's going to scream. Yeah, right. yeah. And so if you're running a business and you're selling donuts, and then you have a conservative and a liberal there, and one of your employees stubs his toe and screams, ah, F, guess which one's going to complain? So are they going to do in any way, any way pander to the ideology of the conservative who didn't care someone blurted out a cuss word? Right. Or are they going to go to the Karen and be like... But that's 1.0. I think what you're describing is kind of 1.0 at 2.0 where we're at or whatever, whatever number we're at. Um, you've got 80% of the company, let's say from middle management on down, that is totally woke, that is going to revolt if you don't do anything. Exactly. About it. So, you know, so if you're running the company, I mean, I, I know people who or heard of people who, um, you know, feel like they're not in control of their own company. That's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. It's, you know, once you let it grow to be too big. And you know what? This don't hire woke. Don't hire woke. Don't hire woke. If, if you're hiring woke, then you don't know the game. Never and get investors. Don't take investments if you yeah. don't need them. Right. Don't take investments, man. So, so you look at like the intercept with Glenn Greenwald. Get yeah. woke, go broke. Yep. Glenn Greenwald had to resign from his own company. He had no control over it. He created a monster. And now it's just rampaging around. It's a bummer. I mean, good for him for speaking out against it, but he made he made this machine. Of course, he has no control over you know, it. You and and they won. I mean, he's he's doing great work outside of you know outside of that that. Uh, and they've got his funding that organization. But but yeah, right. 
Man, I mean, how, 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 how many years did he spend? Is, how many years did he spend putting his credibility on the line, asking for the money? The right. intercept right now is a skin suit with some kind of skinwalker inside of it, and it's like you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the Ed, Edgar thing. from Men in Black. Yeah, you know that. You know, when, yeah. when the bug alien is in the Edgar suit. Social <laughs> justice. That's that's what it is. The New York Times is the same way. It just keeps happening. And uh, yeah, and look, I mean, they're 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 like you know digital Hessians for Antifa too, because yeah. they will go and they will you know they'll serve the purpose of marking the target. Well. What a pessimistic Friday night! Huh. Yeah. Oh, we can we can we can keep going. I wanted to talk. <laughs> no, no. But yes, yes. We, we mentioned earlier that we were talking about that gain of function. This is a little going back to what we were talking about earlier. That you'd said in that story that the U.S. made it illegal to do gain of function research. Is that it right? was temporarily outlawed? Oh, so it's legal again? No, I think they shut it down recently. And the, but so then they were paying a company to fund it in China instead. No, the money was a grant was given to EcoHealth, and then EcoHealth gave the money to Wuhan. So it's so like we didn't, not, not, not our business. Where Someone else are they doing yeah, gain nice. of function research that Probably we're paying for? Everywhere. So, but yeah. we're not paying for it. We're paying someone else to pay for it for us with our money, right? Yeah. As if you know, as if uh, you know, the, the other countries in the world can't also pay for this. Yeah, I mean, imagine how much of this stuff is going on at all times right now in any number of labs around the world. Probably a lot. It's probably creepy. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's a lot worse than we realize, though. You know, you have this this one lab in Wuhan where they're doing this research. Imagine what the U.S. government has under under lock. Area if fifty one. Yeah, if they're going to be if they're going to be providing funding to different labs in other countries, imagine what they do when they actually have their hands on the project. You know what I mean? In, when I heard about the story immediately, I thought maybe this is like a CIA black site type of thing. Yeah. Where they say, you know what, the really sketchy stuff, we're gonna put it abroad. Yeah. We'll pay we'll underwrite it. That makes sense. We'll put it abroad the really sketchy stuff. But it's exactly the opposite, you know, when you're dealing with sensitive things like this. It's not like you know, it's not like a CIA black site in Egypt where, you know, a a jihadi guy is getting his you know his mouth chopped off. Something's happening. Sure, yeah. Something's <laughs> happening. But, like, th- there's limited fallout from that compared to a Wuhan virus. Play uh, play dangerous games, man. Win dangerous you know. prizes. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, David, can we talk about your book for a minute? Sure. A minute? If you I'll guys, hold it up. Yeah, this is so this is about yeah. Qatar. You said that there was a shadow. What's it called exactly? The it's shadow? Qatar, Qatar's Shadow War, the Islamist Emirate, and its information operations in the United States. So the first thing I thought was this is an American Shadow War in Qatar, but you were saying there's actually, how do you say it, a Qataris? What's the, what's the word? Qatari. Qatari. This is a Qatari yeah. Shadow War basically being waged upon the United States? Well, in the, in the United States for their let's say, in the um, media and government of the United States for, uh, you know, for Qatar's advantage and for the advantage of Islamism. Um, it's, um, I mean, real, you know, kind of really short story is Qatar is the state sponsor of the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm. Oh, wow. And, and they run Al Jazeera Plus. They run Al Jazeera that Plus. ultra-woke network yep. with billions right. of views on Facebook. And they run a lot of other stuff, too. I mean, they run, you know, Brookings. The oldest really? and biggest think tank in the world. Oh, yeah. They're Ron Brookings. I mean, to the extent that Ron is very creatively, you know, described. So they will go, they will be big donors into Brookings, the U.S., but then they have a franchise. So they have, they have Brookings Doha, which is 
uh, a, you know, owned by the royal family of Qatar that's in Qatar. And, you know, that's a black box of funding. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't have to tell us what, you know, right. how much money comes in there. So they use that, um, that brand as, as legitimacy. So what are they, what are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing to us? So, I mean, basically they're, um, they're doing a couple things. I argue that the Arab Spring that happened in, let's say, late 2010 up until 2011 was a project of the Qataris through Al Jazeera and the Brotherhood to destabilize the Middle East. Really? Um, Al Jazeera was, let's say, the primary mover of a lot of those protests. And not only that, it was... You know, between Al Jazeera and Brookings and all the other assets that Qatar had in the United States, it was able to convince journalists and politicians um, and influencers of, of, of other types that, you know, these um, these governments in the Middle East that, you know, have supported us and we've supported for all these years, uh, we should not support, you know, Mubarak. We should support, you know, the revolution against against him, let's say, in Egypt. Um, and the same thing in Libya. The Libya war was a total Al Jazeera Qatari production. I mean, Hillary Clinton really wanted that. Yes. What did she say, though? We came, we saw he died. No. She said, look at this. She was in the front of the Senate, and she went on and on about how wonderful Al Jazeera coverage is. Mm-hmm. Oh. She said, there's the, her quote was, that is real news. But was it because they were, they were supporting what she wanted? Um, yes. So there was, there was, there was a, an alignment there. Hmm. What I believe she wanted there was, and what the whole Obama crowd wanted with Libya was, they wanted to go in, they wanted an opportunity, they saw what was on Al Jazeera, they saw the whole Arab world lining up against Gaddafi, and they thought, okay, Bush is gone, we want to start a new leaf, we made the Cairo speech, we want to be good to Muslims, we want to do something to make the Muslim world like us. All they care about is getting rid of Gaddafi. We're going to get rid of Gaddafi. And, you know, and, um, and we're going to show them that. Destabilize the we're entire good. northern African region? Destabilized everything, right? Yeah. So, so, um, so all of the information for this came from Al Jazeera. It came from sort of, you know, Qatari influence operators. But and, I wonder if they yeah. were just doing what we want. They're just doing what, what Hillary Clinton and, and, and Obama, what, what they wanted in North Africa. I mean, especially when you look at Syria with uh, the Qatar-Turkey pipeline. Sure, it would have been a wide, very beneficial to Qatar, but uh, the U.S. wanted to run a pipeline up through Syria and Turkey into, the, into you know, Europe to offset the monopoly coming from Gazprom through Ukraine. And uh, Qatar was like, oh, we'll make money doing it, I guess. So let's just say what they want. Say what America wants. America gives us stuff. We're going to make money in the deal. So report what's good for them. Yeah, I, I think it's um, – I think they're dumber than that. <laughs> I, right. I honestly – I mean, they seem to be I successful. Le- le- dumb. Yeah, yeah. I legit think that they're, that they're more ideological than that. Um, I mean, it's a mix. Right, it's it's a mix. I mean, there's there's plenty of. I mean, the Libya thing is is a great example because you've got Sidney Blumenthal, you know, ready to make millions in there. There are a lot of shady, shady stuff um, uh, as as far as um, you know, politicians or people connected to politicians involved in that who are standing to make money off, let's say, post-war Libya. Um, but still, regardless, there's a story that needs to be told in public. For, yeah. for anything to happen. You know, you're talking about the Syria thing. Right. People need a public narrative. People needed people, a public people, narrative people just don't for care. Libya, too. 
Re- regular Americans, man, uh, it's just it's 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 maddening. When I when you I try and have sit down conversations, and they just don't know, don't care, and I'm like, you're giving your money and your vote to people who hate you and are destroying the planet, and they're like, oh, meh. now do you think they always didn't care? Yes. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. That's, that's, that's effective propagandizing. You know, and when you look at these schools, how they're doing critical race theory, which sure. is making a lot of these kids just... I mean, what, what, what was that report that came out? Like the U.S. is failing fourth graders are proficiency mm-hmm. in science, like 20 percent or some ridiculously low number because they don't they don't know anything. Critical race theory, deconstruct, de- deconstructivism, whatever you want to call it, what they're doing, deconstruction. These kids are going to be dumb as a box of rocks when they're older. Sure. And you're going to have a very, very loyal base of dumb people voting for whatever you tell them to vote for. What's the point of running a country? What's the point of anything they're doing? That's why I say they're extracting value from the system and watching it burn to the ground. Because if your kids are going to be dumb, when you die, you'll have dumb people running the country uh, worse than the dumb people running it now. So I think we're screwed with that. They go for the kids. They teach them things like 2 plus 2 equals 5. You saw this stuff right on Twitter. Why would you teach a kid 2 plus 2 equals 5? So they're too stupid to build, to to, to construct like a doorknob. Oh, I, I got two pieces but how do I have four doorknobs? It's like right. you, and on, you've got on, one doorknob. On dude. the same token, you, you've got the, the coddling of the American mind. It's like, what, what, what is it? Jonathan, Jonathan Haidt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who wrote that, um, that this whole thing, you know, all of wokeness could be understood to be a, you know, like how do you make someone crazy? How yes. do you make someone crazy? How do you make someone antisocial? Yep. How do you make someone in, unable to relate to, yeah. you know, to, to others? And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And then they're creating a, a, a pitchfork mob. That's what it is on Twitter. They're just people marching around with torches and pitchforks looking for something because they're angry. And no I rhyme mean, or reason. Talk about wearing masks and being afraid of each, that someone else is infected with a virus, making people antisocial, especially like young kids that can't see faces. You can't – you're forced to cover yourself. I mean, but in, in specifically in reference to educating kids and educating them in ways that make no it, sense. It's, it's a wonderful two plus two coincidence. equals yeah. five mm. is the big one. Telling people, the, the, altering the history of the United States. Now what you're going to have is you're going to have some kids growing up learning about ridiculous fake history and other kids learning different history. And what's the, what's the result? Civil War. Yeah. Two well, no, people. We have, we have other options. Peaceful I mean, divorce. civil war is, I mean, we, we even have things that we need to do before a peaceful divorce, which is, um, which is a, a piece that I wrote that I'm still preparing. It's a longer thing called autonomy, um, which 
talks about the need for, let's say, Red America to create the things that, frankly, we don't have. Like... Uh, like financial institutions, like social media networks, no, I, like, you know... This, 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 yeah, this, man, I, I think blockchain. this is a problem. Well, the problem is that the, 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 the cult infiltrated and took them over. And then conservatives are like, well, I'll go make my own. It's like, well, you had one. They took it from you. Well, they may have t- taken some businesses, but like they didn't. When people say, let's take back the culture, we never had the culture. The culture no, was mean, always in the hands of, of the Federal Reserve, you know, organizations. No, it was in the hands of the left, not yeah. the Federal well, Reserve. Well, right. the, that's the left. Uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, I think we need autonomy. We need to be making our own things. And I mean, doing what you're doing. It's true. And uh, here, here's what I think is going to happen. In 20 years, you're going to have a large amount, half population, are going to believe the United States was founded in 1619 as a slaveocracy. Sure. And then you're going to have another half that thinks the country was founded in 1776 as a classical liberal revolution of the mind, uh, you know, from the, the colonists. If you can't agree on what your country is, then you can't function. And, and we're already at the point where, you know, you, I, I look at Chuck Schumer and, and, the, and the January 6th commission. These people are evil, evil people. It's funny because you can look at objective reality. Look at all of the videos. I watched as many videos from January 6th as, as much as I could. And I can tell you that there were some people who were very violent. It was a riot. And there were some people that were let in by the police and the police agreed to work with them. The police opened the door for many of these people. So how do I know it's more likely to be true that's the case? I watched all of the videos, and I've had the reporters who were there on the ground interviewed on this show. And what the Democrats are saying is is psychotic. It is deception. It is lies. And the Democratic voters buy it all up without ever having looked at any of the evidence, without ever having watched anything. They are mindless drones, and they are advocating for fascism. And I mean it. And I mean, well, they've already put these things in place. I mean, they've they've um, they've already retooled. There's a, a great thread that I'll I'll, I'll find. I'll, I'll I'll sort of retweet it about all the things that the um, that the let's say the uh, national security state, homeland security state, has done to to address the the January sixth issue, and it's a revolution. I mean, they're retooling everything from... They're flying Black Lives Matter flags at our embassies. Yeah. That's it. There is a cold civil war. It's been going on for years. I did not coin the phrase. It was a Princeton professor who did. He's a Democrat. And uh, they they, they won. Now now it's the resistance. Most of the prominent, uh, uh, we'll call them belligerents in the traditional war sense, have been purged from the culture war. Sure. Alex Jones, Milo, John F. Kennedy... Martin Luther uh, King. Uh, I mean, this okay. has been going on for a long time, dude. This Cold Civil War. This okay, well, country right, well, was co-opted uh, in 1946. Talking basically. specifically about what's going on right You're now. You're talking about modern day, I guess. A it. bunch of people have been banned and removed from the fight outright. What's left are moderate types that are like, I reject. And that's it. And we watch as the embassies fly the flag of a cult ideology. So you see it. I see it. What fascinates me now is, are the people who refuse to see it. And um, I, I just wrote a piece at the American Mind, which is a fantastic website, yeah. about um, about sort of uh, disengaging with these people on politics. It's like if you have a fundamental disagreement about where you see these things going, like if you think that, oh, 
you know, we'll be able to snap back into 1980 or 19 or, 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 two, you know, 2004, then you know what? Maybe we don't talk about politics. We'll talk about music. We're just not going to go there because this to me seems like, like such a no brainer. I mean, you had today, I, I saw a guy who was a kind of more, um, nice guy, but a kind of more, uh, establishment conservative writer. He says, you know what, we can't, between CRT on one hand and, let's say, the the conservative vision of education, of the founding, on the other, we have no disagreement, we have no no agreement, so we can't really have public education anymore, because it doesn't have a unifying you know, ethos. I'm like, right. okay, you got it. Apply if, that to the rest of the country. So if conservatives aren't actively trying to educate people as to what's going on, then the left just wins. It's over. Mm-hmm. And it's already hard enough with the cultural institutions controlled by the left and the constant stream of lies. The big lie from Democrats about January 6th is just one big lie. They don't want you to know that the police opened the door. They don't, they don't want you to know that the doors were opened by the cops. And they don't want you to watch the video where that Q shaman walks up to a cop and the cop says, we're going to work with you. Be peaceful. And he goes, you got it, buddy. Got, and, right. and, he, and they don't tell you. They don't want you to know that a story came out about the Q shaman stopping other people from stealing from the break room. That he was saying we were going to have a peaceful protest. No, they want him to rot in solitary confinement. Then you watch as police over the past year. This is the problem with conservatives. Police over the past year have been arresting people for minor violations on like wearing masks. There's no law. There was never a law when they shut your, when, when they shut these people's business down. It was an edict. A governor said, right. I say it, it and it is so. And the cop went, you got it. And then started beating and arresting random people. And the conservatives went back the blue, baby. Now, once it started getting extreme, conservatives actually started backing away from the police and pushing back against them. But it's starting to come back. To the, I'm seeing more and more conservatives start defending the cops again. And I'm like, bro, there's a lady in Florida. I think, no, no, I'm sorry, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. She was driving one mile an hour through a crowd of Black Lives Matter people who were banging on her car, and they're charging her with two felony counts. The police did that. Okay, your institutions are controlled by the cult. The cops that are there right now are the mindless drones who would beat their own mother if their boss told them to do it. You've got Black Lives Matter flags flying at the embassies. You've got the FBI posting photos of people saying, we're going to get each and every one of these guys. Nothing happens to Black Lives Matter. Some things do. Do you know, do you know, do you know how you, you there, there's, there's a really interesting pattern that emerges. The people who were protesting for Black Lives Matter and rioting, the ones who got, the ones who are rioting and they got arrested. Do you know why those particular individuals got arrested? It's usually like they threw a brick at a, at a police de- uh, department. They attacked a government building specifically. But when it comes to the burning down of businesses, those people are free to go. The, sure. the, the, the guy who died in the pawn shop that burned down in Minneapolis. No, we're not going to worry about that at all. Oh, but what was that? That Bubba dude from NASCAR. The garage pull rope looked like a noose. Better send in a dozen agents. So this is definitional anarcho tyranny. Yes, exactly. It is what it is. Mm. You know these. Um, well, may- maybe, but no. I think we've just. Uh, I think the the cult is in control, and I think cons- sure. conservatives. Sure. I mean, you can say, don't fight. Well, right. So you can say that you know in 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 in, in many ways, BLM, Antifa are agents of the state. They are ab- absolutely agents of the state. You know, and, you know, and, uh, and, and if you, you know, you fall outside that, you know, you're on the right, you're a, uh, you know, let's that's exactly how it works. Then I can, you know, I can sit here. Screwed, and the I hammer comes down. But, but a mythology has to be created in order for this thing to hold. A mythology has to be created about our unique, particular evil, which is what January 6th is. 
Right. Which is, the, you know, and the, and the commission is, is this is the idea. What we're going to do now is we're going to spend the next X number of months to keep hammering home every day that, um, you know, why these guys are uniquely evil, why this is the enemy that you need to hate if you are a good American. Yep. And Republicans sided with Democrats on this one in the House and in the Senate. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it, it's shameful. It's shameful that that I mean, forget about Trump. Right. This is not even about Trump. It's about it's about sort of like baseline um, political warfare, baseline awareness of where we are in the movie. You know, this is this is clearly what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to to uh, to create and to um, you know they're they're trying to to create this this uh, this phantom enemy. If and if if this is a trilogy, we just wrapped up the the, the middle. So the second movie where it ends with a cliffhanger where the two heroes towers. lose. No, the two towers ended with them smashing up Isengard. That was awesome. Tree Beard, he's like, "We're going to war," and I'm like, "Yeah." No, it's more like uh, um, maybe Star Wars, where you know, an empire. It's like Khan's frozen, and like the empire's back, and they're like, "Oh no!" And it's like, "Stay tuned to the next movie." So it's like you get the start of the culture war. And it ends with the great victory of Donald Trump. And everyone's like, yeah. Then you get part two, and it's Donald Trump's presidency. But then, oh, no, the Empire Strikes Back. And now we're sitting there with the mega Death Star with the force field on it. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Maybe someone will pick up the Emperor and throw him down a shaft. Or, or maybe we're really early in the, in the movie. So it's I part mean, one. That's what, that's what I was thinking. I mean, you know, really, or, even in the, or even in the prequels. Um, in the prequels? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's that bad, right? Uh, and um, no, I don't know, like you know, in the Star Wars prequels, they were there were there were there was turmoil, but it was still like the Republic existed. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, let me maybe, ask you, maybe. Let me ask you. I know we were. I was just talking earlier about Strauss and how in the Fourth Turning. Yes. Do you know John Zanakis and um, and uh, generational dynamics? No, no, explain it. You need to get into this guy. Um, when I was uh, helping Andrew Breitbart put together a um, uh, big piece. He was the first guy that I reached out to, John Zanakis, who has uh, a website called Generational Dynamics. Basically, the Strauss and Howe thesis is that, you know, America has four turns, know, four, four turns, turns. four yeah, turns, and, it, and, it, and it keeps, seasons keeps going di- different seasons of generations. So, so Zan- just we'll give the for people who aren't familiar, right. the, the real quick is you get a period of, of what is it uh, of, of after a crisis, there's like a great growth. Then there's a period of sort of like the high, we level off. Then things are to shake. Then you get a crisis. Then it goes after the crisis, things get better again. Right. So there's four stages. And if you go back from now, like 80 years, you had World War II. Before that, mm-hmm. you had the Civil War. Before that, you had the Revolutionary War. a cycle War. of approximately 80 years. So we're in right. the fourth turning right now. Right. So anyway, continue. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, which, I mean, which, which, which isn't... Real, so, real, real quick, sorry. Which means... We should be expecting a very serious crisis on the scale of war within the next seven years. Right. A generational crisis period. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not new. It's he's taking the cycle of regimes and he's compressing it and, you know, and looking at it a different way. Anyway, what Zanakis was doing was he's applying this to international affairs. So if you're looking at like America is following along one particular rotation, let's say you've got, let's say you're talking about America and England. England has its own rotation. Right. Iraq has its own rotation. So it enables you to, um, to predict what is going to happen in, so in happen? war and in, and, and in these things. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a methodology more than a, um, uh, you know, more than a, a particular. 
I think I think there's going to be a collapse. Um, if you look at this Strasshow generational theory, whether it's true or not, I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence that we've had these periods. And and, and often, you know, uh, people point out, like, what about Korean War, about Vietnam? What about, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan? Where do these fit into this, these theories and things like that? So, so, so maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But I do see when you have the Democrats lying and it is relentless, it is a zombie horde. They never stop. There's no break. There's no calm. There's no peace. There's no compromise. And the best part is they wield the propaganda machines and the big tech establishment to claim it's the Republicans who are doing that when the Republicans are sleeping on the job. So what happens is I sit here every day. At best, they're sleeping on the job. Yeah, some of them are just absent. So I sit here every day watching the news and I'm like, here we go again. The Democrats are lying about everything. And the Republicans have some of them are agreeing with the Democrats and the rest of them are just sitting there acting like speed bumps. So you watch them. You watch the empire taking control. And I really want to stress a point I've been making all week when people would say, how did Nazi Germany get so bad Hmm. where everybody's doing the Roman salute? People in this country for the past year have been doing the red salute on marches in the thousands, defying the edicts of the governors in which conservatives got arrested because they were defying the mandates. Yet these red saluting extremists and regular people who joined in get a pass. They didn't wear masks. They didn't lock down and nothing was done about it. And when you look at New York, what did what did de Blasio say? Well, they're allowed to do that. But what happened when the conservatives stood on the steps of the Michigan State House waving a little Gadsden flag? Oh, it was a terrorist attack. Yeah. We'll have to be careful because the people doing the red salute could be, if you look at World War II metaphor, the communists, that they developed the Nazi party to counter. So we got to be careful that we don't end up creating a movement to counter this woke mob that ends up becoming the the dangerous Nazis. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. Nope. What do you mean? Of course we can. No. We're creating it as we go. No. See, what happens is there's for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. When you get thousands of people marching through the streets doing the red salute, don't be surprised when you get a counterforce. Well, it is you equal. Can't do, you you'll, can't. Have, you'll have an energetically equal response, but the way it manifests is up to us. It could be violent. It could be peaceful. It could right. be organized. It could be chaotic. It's going to be the exact same thing. I don't think so. It, it, it shows itself in different ways. It might be another party, like you saw the Proud Boys, kind of, but that, that floundered more or less. I don't know. They got crushed by the state. Yeah. And Antifa no, is protected by the anything, state. Anything that comes up by the, from the right that looks anything like Antifa is going to be crushed. Yeah, by they the don't state. want right. another Nazi that's party. What, that's no exactly what January 6th well, nobody is about. Wants that. right. That's what it's exactly, about. Exactly. It's, it's in order to stop that. And frankly, it's in order to, to, to stop any more rallies. Right. I mean, people are afraid to have rallies. You have a rally, you know? and they're going to make the claim, January 6th, January 6th, Correct. oh no. Yep. Correct. And and they have, I mean, p- part of, you know, in my in my kind of past life, I was doing uh, terrorism analysis. And, um, you know, so I'm kind of intimately familiar with what they're g- about to do to us here, which is... Um, you know they've already they've already created these absurd metrics they've already created um you know ideological screens and tests for who is a terrorist and all of us here frankly you know fall under it oh yeah and um you know and 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 this is how they will justify i mean you know this is how they will justify using social media companies right to go after us you know financial institutions things like that so, so it, it's it's, it's clever. It's very bad. You look you look back at history and you can see the assassination plots against uh, certain you know 
to, according to the government, the undesirable uh, figures, the activists who are leading the charges for social change and stuff. So they, they should have killed people. But at a certain point, they realized you create martyrs. You make people immortal. Right. Then we see Julian Assange. What do they do to him? Character Keep assassination. Keep him in a box. Character assassination. Destroy his legacy. Now, the left that used to love the man, hate the man. They despise him. He's a, he's a rapist. It's not true. It's, read, read the news. It's all clearly fake and made up. And then lock him in a box and let him slowly die a slow and miserable death. Julian Assange did a bunch of really great work exposing a lot of the corruption. And so they figured out the best way to deal with him is to make sure he'll never be a martyr. Don't let him die. Let him slowly rot away and lose his mental faculties. And then accuse him of extremely heinous crimes so that people are scared to say they support right. him. And that's what's in store for everybody else. But it also means that there's not going to be trains. They're not going to round people up. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to shut off your credit card. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to starve. And then they're going to say, well, but it's a private company. Oh, but... You know, go use your U.S. dollars. Go buy. Oh, but the store doesn't take cash. Well, that's too bad. You sh- maybe you shouldn't be a bigot. Bigot. My friend just lost her PayPal. Why? She has no idea. Gone. Yep. You know, she's public and on the right. It could be anything. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, take and away the, your access the, to banking, which yeah. they've done to the Proud Boys. They've done to yep. a bunch of groups. It's amazing. Uh, it's happening and it's getting worse every day. What, what did they say yesterday? Gradually and then suddenly someone said in the super chats. Yeah. Hemingway. And it's, and it's remarkable That's that. That's my line. <laughs> it comes from Hemingway. Yes. Yeah. It's how do you go broke? Yep. Gradually and then suddenly from a movable feast. So yep. what we have now is, uh, I think, I, I don't think it's, uh, uh, it, the, night, the night is always darkest before the dawn, but I don't think it's completely hopeless. I think what will happen is there will be a collapse. I think the states will split apart. I think Florida, Ron DeSantis is Flor- – I, I know people who – if I, if I have a friend who's moving, you know where they're moving to? Texas or Florida. Sure. Yep. And I'm like, come on, West Virginia. What are you doing? <laughs> Look, Get on I mean, it. how do you compete with – I, I, I got mansion, I, though. You know, how do you compete with, uh, with, the, with the beach? It's very hard. Yeah, yeah but the weather, it's, it's so hard. humid. Uh. It's so hot. It's, very hard. it's like 10,000 degrees. Literally. Like, I swear, I saw someone just, like, burst into flames, spontaneously <laughs> combust once when I was in Miami. And I'm like, ah! And I like, had to run, run to shade. It's like, have you seen um, the have you seen the core mm. where they go to the center of the earth to reset the core? There's a scene <laughs> where, like... Oh, so the, it's a documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where, like, because the magnetosphere is weak, solar microwaves beam through. And it's like, this beam is just melting like the Golden Gate Bridge and it's collapsing because it's so hot that's like Miami it's like that yeah. like you're just walking on the beach you just see like that. everyone like runs that. from the su- from the sun <laughs> yeah. and people are just being melted and no it's not that bad but they're going to Florida and Texas because of the laws because Florida and Texas are actually protecting individual rights and resisting all this stuff you look at these blue states that's bad and what's really bad is the stuff we're talking about with the cult it's blue states putting in people at the federal level who then exert authority over red states. Makes no sense. Or like somebody in West Virginia wants to go hunt feral hogs with look, their with I, their buddy down the street and they lend them a gun. It's fine. Not in the blue states. I don't th- I think that we've been negligent about a lot of thing but about a lot of local politics in in this country. Um, we have this every 4 years we have this big nonsense going on in Washington DC about who gets to be the president. We've got big nonsense every 2 years about Congress. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Nobody knows who their senator. Or, you know, people know maybe who their senator is. Nobody yeah. knows who their representative is. Nobody knows who the mayor is. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. We need. We in red states need to Local sit down politics. and get into this. Yes. Local. Yes. All the way. People ask me. Oh, you know. Do you think so and so will be? You know, will will run for the house? Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I don't care. You know what really bothered me? 
a lot of Republicans did this too. They were like, my, you know, our, our district is bad. And if you vote for me, I'll fix the district. And I'm like, no, you won't because you're a federal politician. The person who's going to fix the district is the alderman it's, or, or, the, or the, the local state senator or state rep. The, the person running for Congress is going to go to the federal government to represent your district to the federal government. They're going to be voting on war, not voting on whether or not to clean up the trash in your neighborhood. But they all run on this. Yep. What do they say? Like, I'll get money, federal money for no, you? No, that's that often goal? vague. It's like, if you look at our district, you can see how bad things have gotten with crime on the rise. And I'm like, I don't care. You don't represent those problems. The local politicians do. You're going to go to D.C., and they're going to ask you, should we bomb this country? And you're representing this district as to whether or not we bomb the country. And they're going to vote yes. I think the nice thing about the Internet is that you can do the local politics and show the world how it's done with the Internet video, and then they can emulate it. So you kind of create a decentralized organizational you know, pattern where, where we can make a really cool YouTube show about what oh. it's like to run local government. Mm. I got and then the next city will be like, I want to do that too. And then I, all over the world at once. I've got a solution. I've got a solution to all of our political problems. Mm. I call it Marsism. Yes. And we need Elon Musk to help create this new form of government. It's very simple. Every time someone runs for office at the federal level and wins, they go onto a ship which sends them to Mars. That's it. That's it. That's a long commute to work. No, no, they just go to Mars. <laughs> they just go. We just, we just, <laughs> we just, we just <laughs> move the government. No, the government, the individuals who win. It's like, yay, get in the yeah, ship. Yeah. Bye. What if it's better on Mars? That's great. Good for them. They'll have a good time, right? <laughs> and then we won't have them to, to, to bug us. I guess that's true. I guess that's, I guess that's true. Nancy yeah. Pelosi, you've won for the 30th time. Here's your rocket second. ship. Thank you, Elon. And then she gets in, and it's like, you know what we do? I would we do that just, to the teachers' unions first. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we put the, that the, would be the, the Capitol building. I got an idea. Hmm. This January 6th thing, it's, it's real bad. All right, These people, these, this insurrection, I know how to prevent it. Have the Capitol building be on Mars. <laughs> Boom. Send all of those people to Mars, and they can talk amongst themselves and vote how they so choose. And uh, uh, they'll never have to worry about an insurrection ever again. Reasonable. <laughs> I think you're so right about that we need new industry, that we need new banking and new social media. Um, like a, I think I see like a government-free software social media service that's like based on the First Amendment, the Constitution, and like a banking system like on the blockchain. Like right. Do it at a local level. Florida Look, should make it. Every, yeah, no joke. Everybody, and then extrapolate it. Everybody has a role to play. Think about, think about this. You know um, – Donald Trump received how many votes in 2020? Like what? 75, 74.2. 74.2. That's about the population of France. It's more than France, wow. isn't it? Right? So, okay. Isn't France like 66? So how many, sure, how many businesses provide things for the French consumer? A yeah. lot. This is a big market. I mean, it's not a small number of people. Texas, Florida, here's what you do. You pass a bill right now that will create a Florida social network. Boom. That'd be epic. Look, Hungary just did this. Yeah. They just created their own social network Hungry that, space. Is, that is familiar to Facebook. Hungry, Hungry book. Space. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but it's, it's, it's just trying to get off the ground. But you're going to need this type of thing. Yep. You're going to need this type People of thing. People wouldn't use it. Uh, right. But, but here, the, it, 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 I guess the problem is... Trump had the opportunity to change the game, and he decided not to. Exactly. He, he didn't exactly. Know. Trump needed to do one thing. Trump could have went on Gab and said, hi, 
Yep. And that would have been exactly. a shockwave. I think about that with myself, too. I use Twitter often. And I'm like, why don't I just post on mine? It's not that. It's that Trump no, it's commanded Trump. the news. Correct. Exactly. And right. so if Trump said, if Trump went on Parler, Gab, or Mines, or any platform and said, I am going to send a spaceship to the moon, the media would be forced to report on, you know, Gab, yes. Donald Trump said this. And the reporters would be forced to sign up to follow him. My, and Trump would not do it. And it's, I guess it was because Jared Kushner, who was just like, don't do it, Donald. Don't don't change. The, don't take the power away from Silicon Valley. I'm not sure that that was the case. I mean, the reporting be. was that Trump wanted to use Parler and Kushner said not to. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I don't know. Maybe it's not true. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would love to know the, the ins and outs of that, but... But I, look, I, it's, absolutely, look, it's absolutely inexcusable what he did. And, and this is why um, I, think, I think DeSantis should run in 2024, not Trump. And I, I wonder where is Trump Jr. to go, go to his dad and be like, Dad, get on Gab like right now. And, Isn't it too late? Oh, it's way too late. It's way, it's way. And, and not, yeah. not only that, instead of doing any of that, he could. He could still do it. It wouldn't matter as much. He just makes his own website. Talk about somebody Cringe. who just. Cringe. Exact, absolutely. So it's it's unfortunate that was the best the anti-establishment had to had to offer. But 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 this was this was a problem throughout the Trump years, which was that he consistently empowered. I mean, look, you're the president of the United yeah. States. You can say I'm going to talk to whoever, you know, whichever media outlet I want, and in so doing, you will elevate this outlet. Well, who did he go to? He Fox. talked. To, he talked to uh, to New York Times, Washington <laughs> Post. Yes, you know. Yeah, Haberman. He was on the phone with her all hours of the night. You know, Jeez. it was reported. Why? Like, you know, I'm sorry. Call the Federalist. Call the Daily Caller. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's because no. There's no law that says look, the New York Times and the Washington Post need to have access. It's because Republicans, Trump included, care more about what the New York Times thinks about them than it's their true. own constituents. Maybe not so much for Trump. But for the Republicans, yes. So sure. the, the New York Times comes out and says, you know, this politician, look, look at Ted Cruz, right, when he went on vacation. And then he flew back because the media was yelling at him. That's so, that's so lame. What a loser. You think it's he should like, have um, like, I liked, I liked Ted Cruz, so I'll take that one back. But uh, it was pathetic. It was like, one um, of the most pathetic it's things. It's like having a car that's you know kind of beat do? up and crappy. I would, I would, if, if, I, if I went on vacation during a storm or whatever and the media got mad, I'd get a cigar. What are, those, what are those things called where you clip the cigar with it? You know what I mean? Clipper. Clipper. I don't know anything about cigars. Cigar. But you know, I'd, do, I'd get one anyway. I'd get like a velvet uh, or a... Or, uh, um, Smoking jacket. jacket. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like a robe. A robe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I turn the video on while I'm in whatever place. I put my feet up. I clip the cigar. I'd light it. And that's it. <laughs> well, look, that's how, you have, media. that's how you have to do it because you need to give them at least at least as much contempt as they give you. Just Which stop is, bending you know, the knee. Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem in American politics, I think the, the kind of crucial thing that hit me one day that I realized that a lot of stuff makes sense is that the Democrat donor is to the left of the Democrat base. Yep. The Republican donor is to the left of the Republican base. 
So Did what you? that does is that encourages the left to move left and encourages civil war on the right. Did you see that video that's going viral where the girl shows, shows the pregnancy test? And then she's crying like, what am I? You saw that, Ian? Yeah, I just saw it today. She's like, what am I oh, going to do? Hi, oh just gosh. kidding. She throws it. She's like, I already got the appointment. Well, and then she pours a bottle of wine. I saw uh, Phil Lamonti tweeted it. And he was like. It was an abortion thing. What? Yeah. An abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She was, she's pro-choice. And oh, she, was she already like, got the, right, right. She's holding the pregnancy test going like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And then she's laughing. Ha ha. I am what conservatives fear. And then she drinks wine or something. And I'm like, uh, I'm not a conservative. I don't fear you. But I am disgusted by you. Because these leftists, their their ideology, their mentality is built upon one-upping each other on social media. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize that, like, I grew up in a Democrat household of pro-choice individuals who thought abortion was disgusting. But for political and liberty reasons and medical reasons, we were pro-choice. And it's a, it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad would always be like, you know, it's a really awful thing. You should probably avoid it at all costs, but I understand that it's got to be between the person and their doctor, and I shouldn't be involved in it. And I remember growing up being like, safe, legal, rare. Now, you've got one faction that's- Shout your abortion. Pro-abortion. It's not pro-choice. It's literally pro-abortion. Michelle Wolf goes on Netflix screaming, you get an abortion, and you get an abortion, and Lena Dunham says she wished she had an abortion. And I'm like, these videos, man, these are horrifyingly disturbing videos for a moderate, like, former Democrat-type personality- I, I go to my family, and they're like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. We're the pro-choice people. Not anymore. There was a poll I saw recently. Most people agree with safe, legal, and rare. Most people sure. agree with a restriction on By third By wide trimester. margins. Yes. Wide margins, yeah. So who are these fringe lunatics on social media believing that is what people like? So Phil is correct. If there, if, if there is a move to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade, it's going to be because moderates back off like, ah, you're, I'm not on your side. You're crazy. It's, mm. it's like, I, I don't, I'm not going to stand next to that lady. She can go out and protest. Right. I'm not doing it. No, I'll be over there. You guys are nuts. That's the kind of thing. That's a really good example of what's happening. There is a fringe element where they go on social media and they constantly one-up each other with the most insane psychobabble nonsense. And regular Democrat voters aren't there. So these people on social media are dictating what Nancy Pelosi does to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, this is how, uh, right. And this, but this is how the, the left is radicalized also. You know, I mean, now you've got like a West Virginia, you know, upper middle class couple with, you know, three kids who are social justice warriors because, because they go on Instagram. It's the craziest thing when I go to like West Virginia and I see the flags and I'm like, what are you doing? You don't, where do you live? But these people are leaving though. I read an article from the AP. The woke, the, the, the people who are slightly more woke are leaving West Virginia. And they're going to big cities. They're going to Oakland and New York and things like that. So this is this is the, this is the physical polarization. Good. Which, this is why I said I think collapse is inevitable. Fantastic. Yeah. Red states will get redder, blue states will get bluer, and then eventually you're going to have someone in New York who's like going to run for office. That, we're going to get to the point where you have a congressperson who's screaming about how 1619 is fact, and these conspiracy Q lunatics believe this country was founded in 1776. Can you believe it? And then you're going to have the Republican being like, because it was. And the guy's going to pot a cane, start whacking him. And you know what that leads to, right? Right. So when you, when you see that the ideologies are so completely broken. Right. But we're there already. It's just it hasn't happened yet. Right? It's because well, I mean, all the, all the bricks are in place. Well, no, no, no. So there's still a large portion of older people who are like sitting there with their feet up, kind of like, I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't understand what's happening. But you look at the younger generations that are being raised in this war. Millennials, Gen Xers, not so much in it. 
you know. No, no, no. I mean, this is what, what I, I was just saying this the other day. Gen X is like, you guys, I mean, I'm Gen X. Right. You know. But then millennials, full scale. Full on. Yeah. Gen Z, it is substantially more. They're, they're very, like, internet-based. And so I don't know where Gen Alpha will go, but I think when you raise people in this, in, in this climate, what's going to happen is a millennial understands history of 1776, but then here's 1619. If their tribe deem it so, they say, okay, 1619. Sure. But they still understand, well, there are history books, but there are this, that, or otherwise. What happens when you have these kids, Gen, Gen Alpha growing up, where they only know 1619 from their parents? Yeah. Then they're like, these people are, are are conspiracy lunatics who believe in some fringe alternate history about Benjamin Franklin. Like, well, he has nothing to do with anything. He wasn't. He he he's not who funded this country. And then what happens when those two people meet each other over a conflict? They can't even have a discussion over the ground they stand on. Mm-hmm. When you when when the United States gets into a conflict with another country, we we don't necessarily have arguments over like their country versus our country and our histories. It's like resources versus resources or the future of the countries. Hey, you need to trade agreement with us because we want to use this this river or this strait or whatever. Well, it's one well, reason why democracy, democracies don't fight each other. Right. Because we, we, we feel like we need to have conversations about first principles. But what, and, what, with, you know, we can't have conflicts about it. What happens when you have the 100% red states, 100% blue states, mm. and you go to Congress and someone says, I hereby think that all guns should be banned. And the other side says, I think constitutional carry should be universal. Those are like, so I was reading about gun control. We talked about it a bit this week. In the 80s, most states were may issue concealed carry permits, meaning you probably wouldn't get one. Today, there's like 20 something plus states that are constitutional carry. Texas just signed mm-hmm. it. That means if you're a resident of Texas, you can just walk around with a gun. You can conceal it. Constitutional right to do so. That's a much more extreme version than we than where we were 40 years ago, even for conservatives. And the Democrats now are nominating a guy, David Chipman, who's like, I want to ban all guns. That guy's well, crazy. He's nuts. He's like any semi-auto that takes any with a detachable magazine that takes over 22 caliber. So it's like so like every single gun, every rifle. Sorry. Right. OK, so what people are saying is that he's just a plant. You know, he's he's an expendable faint. Yeah, in, so order it's a big to, in order to get the, the, the next guy in. And the next guy who comes in will be like, we're not going to ban AR-15s. Exactly. But we will NFA them. Right. So well, here, here's what I'm saying. The Democrats are at the point where for the past several years, they've been straight up ban all guns. I'm not kidding. They, 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 they've actually advocated for consistently banning semi-automatic weapons. That's like every single handgun. All of them. That's it. That's every almost every rifle. So you'll have bolt actions, lever actions, revolvers. But it gets rid of like 80, 90 percent of guns. They just ban them. And then you have the conservatives who are like constitutional carry. And then you have people like me who end up falling on the 2A side because it's freedom. And I'm like, everybody should have a government issued Barrett M82 with a box of a thousand. I'm kidding, by the way. But but I've, I've jokingly talked about, semi-jokingly, the Department of Gun Services guaranteeing the right to own a firearm because it's in the Constitution. Sure. If you want universal health care, well, we have a right to bear arms. So we get that first. I digress. The point is, the Democrats are to, are to the, the as extreme as possible. The conservatives are getting, I wouldn't say extreme, but in a, in a sense. I don't want to say extreme because being like, do your thing as the Constitution dictates, I wouldn't call that extreme. I would call that foundational. But it is very I think conservatives different. are going from yelling stop to actually putting their foot down and say, okay, we're going to stop. That's why the DeSantis bill is important. Yeah. Because instead of just you know, bitching and moaning about big tech censorship. It's something. Where are the rest of the red states? 
this is I mean this is this is a problem. This is a this is a, a huge problem. And and I hope it's an indica- I hope it lets people know about the dire nature of the situation. That every, every, it's only every, Florida. Everybody do this. Tell your friends, your state, if you're in a red state, you call your politicians and you say, "Please just do everything DeSantis is doing." Just there you go. We're done. Now, I will say the DeSantis bill is good on social media censorship, but I'm, I'm, I'm told the Abbott one is better. So, so follow the Texas social media. Oh, because of Ken Paxton, who's great. Yeah, so I guess in Texas it actually treats – this is what I was told by Alan Bakari – that it, it treats the, the social networks like common carriers. Right. So it's like a phone company now. Yeah. Florida doesn't, which means it will be very difficult to enforce a lot of what they do, hence they're being sued. So, um, But I'm talking like constitutional carry and uh, social media – rights and stuff like that just DeSantis you know do that stuff yeah and and I mean the other you got a call you got to call and tell them right the other aspect of this too is uh, is to make sure in Florida at least you've got cities and municipalities that are really excited now I know my you know the mayor of Miami is just excited as, as can be about bringing more people into Miami well he's got to do this in a responsible way so as not to bring in you know he wants to make Miami the new hub of big tech Okay, that's great. You're going to bring a thousand social justice warriors in from, you know, from Silicon Valley. You know, you're not going to win again if that's what you do. I got better. I'm I'm going to start hiring. I'm hiring people and making them all to move to West Virginia. So it's like we're hiring. We're we're hiring, and we need to hire like a ton of people. But you got to live in the middle of nowhere. And hey, West Virginia is paying people like twelve grand to move there. Yep. So it's a great opportunity. Yeah, and there's a bunch of tax incentives. So it's like here you go. You know. But I, I get a, a lot of people don't want to necessarily move to West Virginia. They want to go to Texas. Sure. And I'm like, well, you know, look, Texas is cool. And I, I get it because West Virginia is not moving fast enough. I mean, I have friends who work in D.C. who are considering West Virginia as it's, a place where you can commute. Right. Yeah, you can absolutely commute. And if you, you know, maybe you'll, you'll go into the office two days a week, three days a week. It's absolutely doable. Well, it, that's one of the problems is that parts of West Virginia are turning blue. They're almost blue. Because D.C. people are moving. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So uh, the, the eastern part of West Virginia is now like 47 percent Democrat in, uh, in one particular county because it's D.C. DC workers who moved here for freedom. Right. It's really funny because, like, you know, like neighborhood zaps and stuff. You can really tell who the city people are when they're complaining about, like, animals and bears and, like, gunshots going off. And you're like, you should not be living here. But, but there was a story that uh, AP report I'd mentioned that they're actually losing more people. Uh, the, the people who are, like, lefty, pro-union, anti-gun are like, I just can't stand this. It's so weird and creepy and wrong. And they're leaving. And I'm like, opportunity, guys. Sure. You know, if you want to live in a big city, smells like sour milk. And you can't do anything. You go ahead and do it with my blessing. You want to go on the mountains? But that also like, speaks to an awareness on their side. I mean, you know, we're, we've been talking about this conflict. And we think about it a lot and talk about it a lot. Okay. But the other guys, even if they're not talking about it, it enters their consciousness. I think everybody should move to West Virginia. Everybody in the world. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like people who are who are paying attention. All of India moves to you West wanna, Virginia. I mean, I think literally you could China. fit all of the people in the world into like Houston or something. Really? If they were, if they were stacked like shoulder to shoulder. Oh, okay. Some yeah, ridiculous yeah. thing like that. It would like – well, no, no. It's bigger than that, but right. like very little space. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying like the people who are fleeing Minneapolis, for instance, the people who are fleeing California, uh, don't vote for Democrats. 
if you're going to support the local politics, yeah. but I, like people should start setting up industry I, in I've other got, places. I've got very little. I've, for years, I'm telling people to move to red states, you know, Florida, Texas, where I mean, wherever. And I'm just, I you you hear the same things. Oh, I can't. I've got this reason. I've got that reason. Okay, at some point, it's probably going to get bad enough for you to do it. This is, the, this is the way I explained it. Like, there's there's a house and there's a small fire in the garage, and they're like, yeah, I know there's a fire there, but I think I'll be fine. And you're like. At a certain point, the fire is going to spread to the kitchen, nice. and then you're going to be sitting there, and if it spreads to the door, you're trapped. Anybody that has a yeah. fire in their house and doesn't take immediate emergency evasive action is a moron. And look what's happening with people who live in San Francisco. Yep. If you're a conservative and you live in San Francisco, I'm sorry. I got I, I used to. Like, I lived there for five years. And you left. And I left. Of there you I go. Because there's human waste crazy. all over the ground. It, when expensive. I lived there, it was, it was clean. It was clean. What years but I, were you there? Um, I was there. Um, I was there. I guess early two thousands, and uh, yeah, early two thousands, and um, and in the late nineties a little bit too. Um, but I I didn't want to be surrounded by crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> what part <laughs> of people the city pooping were you all over in? the street? I was in the mission. I was. Yeah. In, I was oh in, yeah, I was yeah, in, wow. yeah. I was yeah, in, right there. I was on mission. Yeah. I was on mission, and then I was in Knob Hill before. I love and, that uh, area. I was over there too. Yeah. And, and it was, look, I mean, it was great. It was, it was great, but the city collapsed the same way that New York collapsed, which is that the middle class disappeared. And the middle class overlaps with the creative class too. So when the interesting people leave and they can no longer afford to live there, I mean, first the families go. And then the people who have no families but don't make a lot of money and do, you know, play music and, you know, cultural life things. When they can no longer afford to live in the city, you've got very poor and very rich. And it's boring. And the city falls apart. And, you know, people are saying, oh, New York is going to come back. No, I don't think so. No. It may be clean and safe. Well, the the rats, you know. But it's not going to be fun. The rats are desperate. And so there's been rat packs running around the city. So rats used to just eat the refuse. It was easy. There was always always waste. Once the people disappeared, the rats had to go out and start fighting. There's like a video of like a rat fighting a pigeon, and they're like both trying to eat each other. Oh my god! Well, look, you've got you know how many rats are in New York? Do you think millions? Tens of millions. Tens of millions. Oh, yeah, well, and there was a, of and humans were constantly throwing garbage on the ground for rats to eat enough for the rats and the pigeons to sustain a certain level of population. Right. Humans all disappeared. Now, all of a sudden, the rats, no food. Pigeons, no food. They start fighting each other. There's like a video of someone getting attacked by a squirrel, too. Like a squirrel was desperate. It was like biting people. Yeah, and you get bit by that. You got to go get your rabies shots. Sure. Numerous shots. Who? Ah, you want to live there? By all means, you do with my blessing. I'm going to go out in the middle of the woods and, you know, I, I, went, out, I went out today and I grabbed uh, like 30 or 40 cicadas <laughs> in like 10 minutes. Just chuck them into the it's chicken. Quick, yeah. Make a nice stew. Yeah. No, you're, I'm not going to eat bugs off the ground. <laughs> get parasites. You're getting the chickens. Yeah. Chickens ate them up, gobbled them up. Hey, it's like I don't got to buy chicken food this month. We got all the cicadas. Just, it's crazy. It's like I, I go, I, I, I walk along the, the uh, edge of the property, collect in like ten minutes, like 30, 40 cicadas. An what hour do chickens later, usually eat. An hour later, I go back out. Same thing. There's more. Cicadas are all back. Chickens eat uh, just chicken feed. So uh, there's so, something called so, egg laying layer. It's right. a protein meal. Okay, they so, eat bugs and they eat grass. Okay, so an insect, an insect can replace, you know, for, for a chicken, uh, uh, you know, a cicada is like a treat. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they go nuts. They love mealworms, but they'll, they're, they're omnivores. They, they'll eat anything. They eat grass. They just, they, they, they eat, literally eat grass. 
Yeah, it's, funny, it's funny when you can like they? feed them grass through the through the wall of like the coop, and they're just like freaking out trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, they love it. It's like spaghetti. Like they slurp it up. It's become a thing. I never thought. I mean, you know, whatever. I played played music, lived in New York, whatever. I never knew that I would have multiple friends with who owned chickens. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. not a thing that I expected in my life. Yeah. Dude, city life is is whack. It's, uh, it's I, I, I thought it was like the only way to go for the first half of my life. Yeah, but, 20, but communications years. changed it. Now people can work yeah, remote. Sure. Now we got satellite internet. Now, so when when I was you know wanting to set up a show, I'm like, we need good internet, so we want to be in a city. I was it, it was very difficult to get internet here. It took us like six seven months, I think. Like a yeah yeah. So we, we're in the middle of nowhere to get. We we had really bad internet. Uh, and then in order to get like a business level internet, sure. we had to. <laughs> And COVID it's, probably it's played been a lot. Really of money. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's sure. probably like ten or twenty times the cost mm-hmm. of normal internet, or maybe even yeah. thirty times the cost of normal internet. I don't know. I think cities get a bad rap. Um, you know, c- cities get a bad rap these days, especially from from folks who are you know on the right or folks who have kind of recently left cities because because um, they used to be really cool. They used to be a lot different, and it was prior to the social media age. It was when, you know, there's something special that happens with a bunch of people, you know, in approximately in the same place. In music. Yeah. Creativity. Movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and but, but it's 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 homogenous. It, it, it made everything boring in the same. So it used to not be. Yeah, I know. You know, uh, well, I often ask people, when was the last? So we have Christmas music every year. Mm. When was the last Christmas song written? 1998. 90, 94, uh, all, I, all I want for Christmas is yeah. you. But prior to that, it was what, like 1968? And then 50s, yeah. and we still listen to the same songs. Sure. It's culture homogenized and then stagnated. So maybe this is good. Maybe maybe this like city evacuation or whatever is going to yeah, result we need in... New, we need new cities. We need like tunnels for the traffic so that we can walk around outside without looking around getting hit by cars, break dust. Elon built right. something like that. We need l- vertical farms so that we can grow our food within the cities, like on street corner, like entire city blocks dedicated to I giant mean, indoor farms. There's no reason why a bunch of cool people can't move to a small town and create what, you know, functionally was everything pretty decent about a city. People got to move out to West Virginia. You know, that'd be so cool. And then make, yeah. make, 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 we'll call it cool World. I cool know stuff. solar roads aren't super effective because they get dirty. They yeah. don't work at all. But, we, man, there must be a way. There, there did, will be a way. No, I think I, I remember the solar roads thing, and I think it's just like a child's it's a dream. Like a solar yeah, parking like, lot. They're like, if all the roads are solar panels, then we'll have all this power. And it's like, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, yeah. I get it. There's roads, and they absorb sunlight. But, like, what? Like, you're driving big rigs on these things. They're going to break. And they're going to get covered in dirt and snow, and they're not going to work. It's going to refract lights. Yeah, they need to self-clean. It doesn't, but they're going to they're going to crack under the pressure. Maybe depends on what you make them out not, of. Like, just build solar panels. Why? Why? Like, why not just put the solar panel on the side of the road? Why put the car on top of it? Because it's in the because it's like pollution. No, it, it's, the road it's itself is the already way. there. Put put line line the highway with solar panels. There you go. Don't make the cars drive on top. Honestly, of you're right. I'd, I'd rather have no have idea what you guys. Are there was like a viral <laughs> there's a viral video about solar roads where they were like, if we replace all of the roads with solar panels and drive on those instead, we'll power the country. And it's like the cars are going to break them. 
They're, it's, it, they're made out of like double reinforced glass, so they don't really they break. They, they can handle that's the literally pressure. What happened. No, they can't. What literally happened was well, the cars broke them. And theoretically, they, they they could in the future. They're just they're in prototype stage right now. This was this was ten years. But ago I think or the something. road should be underground anyway. So the point is, why not, not just put the solar panels over the road? Huh. Because it's pollution. What do you mean it's pollution? It, it's like eye pollu- It's like sight pollution. It <laughs> pollutes the environment. You can't see past it. Get it out of here, dude. It blocks just the view. Have, just do nuclear, and you can ha- and you can have a, you a right. nice, beautiful sky. Ian, you don't have to. Here, here's you what know. you do: you make and you cover all roads are covered tunnels with solar panels on top. I also want to put there the power go. lines with, with screens inside. Yeah. So that when you know when you're driving in the tunnel, you can watch TV. You can see what you know. You can do yeah. Twitter. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we could put All the right, power. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta read these super oh, chats. Nice. If you haven't already, you you can do us a favor by smashing the like button because it really does matter. And uh, sharing the show and the video with your friends just to help spread the word and maybe have an impact on culture. In a way that will make us a bit more optimistic. And don't forget to go to TimCast.com, become a member. We got another vlog coming up tomorrow over at Cast Castle on YouTube. So make sure you check that out because we had a blast the past weekend. All right, let's see. Just to know, Tool says, Tim, please invite Thunderfoot onto TimCast to talk about UFOs. That sounds fun. Make 1984 fiction again said, could there be a sign of optimism? Do uh, uh, Army ad is currently ratioed 5 to 5, 5.5 thumbs up. 133,000 thumbs down. Wow. Yikes. Mm. That's surprising. James says Harambee was an inside job. Uh, that's <laughs> a fact. Yeah. It was a guy who worked for the zoo who shot him. <laughs> you think the kid was a plant? <laughs> it was a doll. <laughs> it was like. It was a crisis actor. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when the, the meme about Hillary Clinton? Harambee tweeted, I have information that will lead <laughs> to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Pouring, uh, Seeking Destroy says, pouring one out for the homie Rip Harambe. Yeah. I am a gorilla. Much love. We, we, I, we, we, I can't believe we, met, we messed this up. We should have made a, a, a Harambe shirt. I am Harambe. Yeah. And it should have had the, How you know, year. I think we still can. Yeah. I am Harambe. Yeah. Harambe is eternal. Harambe is Harambe eternal. Is eternal. You can come back so, next so week, do the same show we, again. We, we have right. the I am a gorilla shirt meme. Okay. So it was like a perfect opportunity for, I wonder if, if I, I gotta I got say, there's something weird going on with gorillas. You know what I mean? There's the apes stronger together thing. Hmm. The, apes the, together strong. Apes together strong. Yeah. There's there's Harambe. There's the uh, uh, Ishmael book. Alex Jones saying yeah. I'm a gorilla. Actually, yeah. Yeah, we got these gorillas here. What's this? It's the it's just all these gorillas. Oh, you have Ishmael right there. Why? I've got all, I've got Why do you have This is my life, Tim. Ooh, look at that. Ishmael the book. <laughs> Shout out to it. the gorilla Ishmael. There's the go. psychic gorilla. Have you ever read this book before? No. This never. is where that all came from. Yeah. The Alex Jones meme. Oh, okay. I'm a gorilla. It's a pretty cool book, actually. I'll bet. All right. Heyos Geo Gang says, huge, huge fan Tim. I'm part of the TimCast members only. And I have one question. Is there any way I could get an autograph? So we actually, as part of the new site, are building an auction system for a variety of reasons. So the live events we wanted to start doing in February. And then there's some like legal paperwork stuff that's put us on hiatus. We want to do it soon. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do 10 first come first serve for everybody who's giving $25, everyone at, at the membership level of $25 or more will see a post where it's like, boom, tickets are now, now available because we're going to do events every Friday night. So it'll be from like 10 after the show ends to like midnight and physical events, physical events here. Yep. With like DJs wow. and music fun. and it'll be like 20 to 30 people per week who are allowed to come and hang out. So it's so like we'll a happening. Oh yeah. Like in the old days, like a happening, a legit yeah. party or a hootenanny. Yes. That's right. yes. And so half the tickets will be first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. That means there's literally 
going to be people like sitting there like refreshing constantly like, oh, I want to get a ticket, you know, because, right, right. you know, but then we're going to have auction tickets. So we're trying to balance meritocracy with access. And it's not easy because there's only a finite amount. But in that, we're going to be able to auction off stuff, autographed shirts, posters, etc. Um, and then people, when they come to the live events, will get to taste Ian's amazing bread. Oh, it's going to be good. Mm. Yeah. We're actually going to make bread? some cricket bread, I yes. think. That's, the, that's on the horizon. Yeah. We have a, a, cri- a bag of cricket flour. So um, there's no gluten in it, which means uh-huh. we're going to need to probably mix it with regular flour. And then we're going to make a – tomorrow we'll film it. We'll make cricket bread. I'm excited. Okay. Cricket bread. I'm sure it's delicious. I got no problem eating bugs. All right. Let's see. Where are we at? What do we got here? PNW. Paranormal, paranormalish says, super serious question. Tim Casker, does anyone play World of Warcraft Classic? If so, what do you think the best race class combo is? And why is it Troll Mage? You're incorrect, good sir. Um, Night Elf Druid. Night Elf Druid? Yeah. I mean, Druids are legit. I'm, o- I'm always down for Rogue. Rogue you, does so much damage. I, you know why I like Human Rogue is because of in Classic, you have the, um, the perception. So it's easier to see other rogues. And I like, I like Alteric Valley. I was like Shadow Meld because you can get up and go to the bathroom and just like yeah. stealth for a little while. Uh, yeah, Shadow Meld's great. Uh, to answer your question, yes. Tim and I were actually playing a you couple know years ago. You, you want to know, know what's really crazy? So I started playing World of Warcraft, I think in like 2005. Yeah, like too. Legit OG. And so I remember in the early days, this is what, 15 years ago? Jeez, Alteric dude. Valley. It, when, when you're playing as, uh, as either faction, really, I, I would play as Alliance. And everyone would be like, no, the Horde's better. Whatever, man. So the the Alliance towers in in Aldrich Valley, there's you as a rogue, I would just hide behind the wall, and then I would sneak up. It's for those that aren't familiar, it's basically capture the flag. Yeah. The enemy team comes and then they they click the flag and then there's a timer. It's like ten seconds. If they can affect, if if they are untouched for ten seconds, the flag switches teams. If they can hold that for a certain amount of time, they destroy the tower. The rogues are effect, effectively in, invisible. It's called stealth. You can't see them, right? So fifteen years ago, I'm playing. And that was my strategy. I would hide, and I'm very smart, and I just wait. And they would be sitting there thinking they've won. And at the very last second, I would switch it back, erasing all their progress. Right? World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Classic comes out, and I'm like, I wonder if the same strategy still works on these people, you know, 15 years later. And it does. People never change. It's amazing. I'm like, you'd think you'd learn after War playing. Never but, but you know what it is? A lot of these people probably came back to the game. From the same old, because I, I, I had played uh, Worlds of Draenor, I played Legion, and um, I played a little bit of uh, Shadowlands, and uh, and so I'm like, I'm used to the game. So going back to classic, I'm familiar with the game, and these people keep falling for the same tricks, man. It's the same thing about people setting their cups on the ground. I think they've been doing it for tens of thousands of years. They just keep kicking over those cups. What do you want? You just got to put your cup up on a table. Don't set it on the ground. Hmm. Humans do human stuff, man. They do. It's like no, like it's human behavior. It's a real thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's read Super Chats. Name Changer says, Hi, I'm Common Sense, a level four bio lab that studies Corona bat viruses one mile away from the epicenter of the pandemic, and Democrats accept the Chinese said it's not relevant. I knew this a year ago. Why now are you accepting it, morons, not Tim and friends? So, uh, like I said. I got a if, question. What, we're, uh, what, I'll make the one point real quick. If you have a bio, bio lab and an open wet market, and they're like, where did the virus come from? I'll be like, this one's got no security. The simple solution is the no security one. You add in all the new information and the reports that they never released, changes the narrative. Sure. Let me ask. A few weeks ago when we saw the uh, the, uh, the kind of first negative stories about Bill Gates coming out, 
Which stories? Um, his divorce. In, re- in, oh, in regards right, to the yeah. divorce. And then you were like, okay, he's, you know, he's engaged in this bad, bad behavior. He's done this and that. All of a sudden, you know, um, Bill Gates, for the first time, was kicked down a peg. Um, I'm thinking, like, was this part of... Um, look, they knew that they were going to roll this out. This didn't roll out immediately just like, like that. Like the story? This, this particular story. This particular story is like, what, three days old? I like mean... little brick by brick by brick by brick getting the, to the, Fauci. Yeah, and then Fauci comes and out then, and says, well, you right. know... So we're, we're talking almost a week now where this story has been softened to where you can talk about it and this is what's what's going on right. i mean this this you know it's a it's a it's an info op you know when you when you stagger the the, the stories like this knowing that you're going to get this result so i'm i'm wondering what the next shoe to drop will be number one number two is i'm wondering does the let's say demystification of um um of bill gates have anything to do you know prior to this thing have any to, anything to do with it it all leads to Xi Jinping transforming into some kind of mutant demon zombie because like you Voltron. Know, and, the, and the, yeah, like like Voltron. Yeah. Like other one guy will like, like join his right <laughs> arm, the other guy will come in his left arm. Zombie Voltron. Yeah. Zombie oh, no. Voltron win the poo. COVID twenty one, what's happening? Uh, Roar. It's, yeah, okay. He's too big. I think it's the same thing with where Hillary, Hillary railroaded Bernie Sanders in twenty sixteen. It was so obvious. But the media like just was like, Dah. people were just like, eh, drool coming down. And it was the same way with this, this bio lab thing. Like, I think it was obvious to every sentient person, It just seemed like right? common sense. Right. And it was, it was just a matter of time. I wonder why now it's falling apart. Maybe it's because this thing is basically over. I mean, I saw a, Probably. Friend, I saw a friend of mine tweeting a photo from a, a lower Manhattan, uh, um, uh, you know, clothing store. No mask. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, you know what? This thing's over. Yep. You know, yep. if in Lower Manhattan you're, you're walking around with that, you're shopping without a mask, this thing is over. So maybe now we're just sort of in the mop up. Yeah. Operation. All right, we got Green Door says, please discuss U.S. farmers being offered money to destroy their crops or be refused farming subsidies if they refuse. So this is called fallowing yeah. a field. And it's been around forever. It's an old story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's rumors going around where people are like, the government's telling us we have to shut down our, our farms. Otherwise, we don't get our subsidies, so then we're broke. So people think there's going to be a food shortage. Why are they doing it exactly? <clears throat> They're being paid to not grow crops? Yeah. I, I interviewed a bunch of farmers about this. I can't remember all the, all the details, though. This was years ago. But they, they, they'll, they, So they'll rotate where like, the government will say, we'll pay you whatever you would have made to not grow crops. Is that right. like just to, to, to limit the supply, to keep the, value, the crops um, up or something? I, I think basically that's, the, that's the, the, the main idea. I don't know the details either. Rampton says Michael Knowles' book on pre-order or whatever. Oh, yeah. See, Michael just, Knowles' book so, Speechless is for pre-order. No, no, no. But you see it. They're just getting oh, lower yeah. and lower effort. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I demand high quality. All right. Jay Neighbor says, hello, TimCast has now been heard throughout the continental United States. Unfortunately, unfortunately it is all by one, one fat and now apparently old truck driver from Dubuque. Old. Truth hurts, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> Thought you would like to know. We actually had someone, I, I, I mentioned that, like the people who watch, listen, it's like a regular guy, he's like a truck driver, a fat truck driver driving through Dubuque or something, or from Dubuque, and then some guy was like, hey, that's me. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I love our reach. The Throne says, you don't need to regulate big tech, just enforce the existing rules. The private ownership argument doesn't hold up when you look at the decision of Alabama v. Marsh from the U.S. Supreme Court. All right, well, there you go. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. That uh, The one free man says COVID rockets falling from the sky. The Uyghurs. China has proven to be incompetent and irresponsible. The lies we tell incur a debt to the truth. The debt will always come due. COVID was China's Chernobyl. Yikes. Hmm. Yeah, the rocket falling from the sky. Remember that? They're like, it might land on New York. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't want to live in there. I mean. Someone you may know says, Tim, developers create public spaces because many municipalities have set a maximum floor space a building can have. However, you can exceed that maximum by how much public space you create. Really? Yes, tax incentives oh, also apply. There you go. Yeah, Good wow. to know. That's right. Good to know. So that I mean, <clears throat> that concept though, or our understanding of of the rules around that comes from the company town. You know, in in the Wild West, and then you know, and elsewhere in the country, when you've got a the town, corporation would a make, corporation yeah. basically owns a town. Do you have any rights there? Is the company? Um, you know, is is does can they, the company still call, call the sh- all the shots in a, in a place? Those, those still exist, like at the frack fields in I think North Dakota. Sure, they like build a city for the employees. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and in Alaska too. I had a friend who worked in Alaska, and there's like a town that exists just for one company, right. and like there's one big communist looking like block house <laughs> yeah, because they're creepy. not going to build a bunch of houses. They need to right. house their employees, and there's like one store. It's, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Antarctica sounds pretty fun. There's like 10 people there or something in the winter. Sounds good. Yeah. Jimmy Russell says, Tim, I think the libertarian position on private company speech relies on enforcing 230. The moment someone is censored, the company should lose its 230 protection, becoming legally liable for all speech on the service. But that's regulation. Libertarians are like, nah. Also, you got to define censorship because if I look at your post and allow it, I'm still censoring you. I'm acting as the censor, saying yes or no. You don't, you don't have to shut it down in order for it to be censorship. You can also allow it. Doug yeah. Phelps says, Tim, you are generalizing 800,000 cops. There are bad cops and bad leadership. Stop painting cops as bad, or all we will have are bad cops. Right. And as I've pointed out, I defended the police all throughout the last year until the people voted in the system and the good cops quit, or I should say many of the good cops quit. And then the ones who remained are willing to lick the feet of Bill de Blasio and Whitmer and other corrupt politicians. So I'm not going to call them good cops. They have a choice to leave. You know what needs to happen? Ron DeSantis and, uh, you know, maybe Greg Abbott, some other guys should get together and say, okay. We will go and we will buy out your contracts if you are a cop, if you're a good cop in a blue state or a blue city. Christy Nome's doing this. And bring them in. That would be really? Yeah, South Dakota is, is, is recruit. I, I think they're, rec- I think they're doing this on I purpose. I think that's them, yeah. Recruiting huh. uh, the cops who are quitting to come to South Dakota oh, where they're not. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. I thought you were going to say like Ron DeSantis and Abbott should combine their power rings together mm-hmm. and then, you know, <laughs> wonder governor's be, powers would be activate. the sequel, right? It would be, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would. So Xi Jinping becomes communist Voltron, mm-hmm. and then oh we have no Abbott choice. and Ken Pax, yeah. no, I don't know, not uh, <laughs> Abbott and Santos combine their rings together. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then activate their powers. Mm-hmm. Wonder Governor's we powers could make activates. A, we could make a contiguous, uh, you know, landmass yeah. between, <laughs> between the two. I see it. Yeah. And we get New Orleans. One giant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Jacob Dobbinspec says, wait, if we're in the prequels, does that mean that Joe Budden is Jar Jar? Only if Jar Jar yes. is secretly a Sith Lord, as that. Uh, oh, I've heard the, the conspiracy, the conspiracy theory. theory. Jar Jar was a Sith. Huh. Yeah. He, he was the real villain of the movie. I every, crack a Star Wars joke, and then he just everything just goes right yeah, over my head. Just <laughs> every, everybody knows that Star Wars is just anti-Empire propaganda. True. That's true. Like they call like the, like these leftists call the U.S. the Empire and the imperialists. It primed like the Empire the never. Yeah. I bet the Empire didn't even really call itself the Empire. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah, it was probably called like United States. Of we America. don't do the we Federation. Even know the name the Feder- of it? It's the Empire. No, yeah. no, no. But what they called it themselves? The Empire. Oh, like, just I'm just empire? kidding. Like, Vader is, like, literally my new empire. It know? was a, the Republic, and then it became the <laughs> Empire. It's basically Rome. It's it's an ex- it's yeah. supposed to be Rome in the movie, I think. I'd, I'd like to see a series that is, like, not propaganda against the uh, the, the, uh, the, the elites. Empire. Yeah. We need to take care of there's like there's, there's some really interesting, like, uh, fan writings about the Jedi being ineffective, authoritarian, and religious zealots. Yeah. Like, imposing their will with, with force. Like literally the force against you know people who disagree with them intervening in political oh, yeah. affairs. A lot of people have written this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, you think about like the the the, the, uh, the the first movie with the Trade Federation and Naboo. Why were two knights with laser swords sent in for a negotiation between a trade dispute? So it's like that's that's and so that's actually a part of the movie. I recently watched the first one again, and when the Trade Federation is like the, the Jedi were sent here, and like what? Why? Yeah, why, seriously, imagine if someone sent, like, two high-ranking, like, you know, like, SEAL Team 6 was sent in to negotiate a trade dispute with some com- com- some countries. They'd be like, uh, what do you, well, this is really weird. Yeah, the Jedi were nuts, man. They're religious zealots. I want to, we should make that short film. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like, it'd be like, yeah, Va- Vader is a disabled veteran war hero. So it'd be like if the U.S. government was negotiating a trade contract with Google and then, like, MI6 showed up, a couple of, like, MI6 it would, it, agents No, 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 no. It would be like if uh, there was a, a port blockade in in Greece because a uh, in, like Chinese vessel was trying to do, negotiate a trade deal. So the U.S. sends in SEAL Team Six to negotiate peace. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Nah, that's what it was. That's what happened." Mm. And then it, that that actually triggered the conflict. They're like, you know, then cities are like, "Kill them. They should never have been involved." You know, mm. so they should have been involved, man. Chris Pavoto says, since Tim keeps saying he'll never run for an official office position, why not use this platform and reach to reform Section 230? There are several guests and supports to give input, then submit the papers for to Congress. I mean, we do talk about it a lot. We do invite people on to talk about it. And uh, Didn't we just say uh, Congress and the federal government is a dead end? Local politics. Yep. Yeah, you got to yeah. go local. One by one, the states will start adopting the law. Then eventually it'll be a huge conflict. It'll go to the Supreme Court, and then you'll get your answer. Mm-hmm. Not that I trust the Supreme Court, to be honest. Did you see that video of Clarence Thomas laughing? Oh, the best laugh. Yeah. What a laugh. Yeah, classic. I, I, like, I like actually. the meme where it's like, you know, you know the meme where the woman says men only want one thing is disgusting? Yeah, yeah. And then someone put the image of it's the Supreme Court, but everyone is Clarence Thomas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Ben D says, I agree with David. We are in the prequel. We just passed when Natalie Portman says, this is how liberty dies to thunderous applause. People are cheering for the system burning. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Uh, well, it was a good run, I guess. No, I think it was like 1900s when things got real bad. You know, the good thing is states, United States, the states' rights and the power of the state. Because no federal 
prohibition has ever really worked that I can tell. They tried to prohibit alcohol. They tried to prohibit weed. If they tried to prohibit guns, the states are just going to say, F you, and do what they want anyway. I like that. Well, no, I mean, because uh, traditionally the states, I mean, <laughs> would that if they did? I mean, traditionally the states end up buckling because they're all taking money from the federal government yeah. in some way. You know, I mean, the states don't want to be responsible for, you know, just a lot of the stuff that the, that the federal government uh, pays for. Yeah. And this is how and this is how they, um, you know, this is how they get this is how the federal government. This is how the left gets everything they want in the states. Print that, say, that you know. federal funny money. Yeah. What's happening now is before the pandemic, the blue states were in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Now they're all getting bailed out because of covid. And now they have a surplus. All right. Aaron Molinauer says. Enjoy your show and your guests rock. Aaron Molinauer for president 2024. A common man for uncommon times. Together we will win back America. For Ian and America, I will order an audit of the Fed. Yes. I will mandate constitutional studies in all public schools. I like there you that. Go. You have it's my a platform. Vote, yes. Audit the Fed. Jerome Morrow says Ian's been too calm tonight. What do you think about getting rid of the Federal Reserve and then replacing gold with graphene as the global reserve medium? Uh, interesting concept. Wow. Yeah, and maybe graphene scarce, and it and it could and be valuable. that we bypass the uh, the money system completely and just have a resource based economy that's based on electricity what does that mean? and resource. Graphene. What's, what's a what resource based economy? Um, where you use, you know. I mean, you would need a total retrofit of the economy. You'd need fusion power to, to electronically. Well, what, what, is a, what is a resource-based economy? Like um, you use electricity as your resource, your main resource, to atomically print water and food. But what do you mean? I don't understand. Locally. But we, we, we can do that. Can? What, what, so what, what's our economy based off of then? This current economy? Yeah. Um, fiat? So wait. So how, I don't understand what you're Fiat saying. means faith. It's faith-based no, right, right, economy. Right, right, you but, print as much money as you want so and you're, pass you're, it around. You're saying economy. people would generate electricity and then what, trade batteries? No, you would trade electricity. Yeah, yeah. You could charge each other's batteries and stuff like so that. So how would you quantify the electricity? I guess you could measure it. So then you'd trade you'd what, like amp it. hours? Yeah, probably. So you'd call like what, an, an amp? So you'd have amps. a bank account with like 10 amps in it? Yeah, you'd have a battery. You'd, you'd have a battery. Yeah. There wouldn't be no more need for banks. You just have batteries that are charged. Or discharge. So you could make your own energy? I think so. You could, like, ride a bike but, and then generate right, power? Right. That that leaves individual power because you don't want the state to, like, be charging everyone's batteries for them. You want the individual that, to be able that, to power That's a very private thing. That, no, know? that's kind of cool, you though. Want, you don't come behind. Imagine if it was, like, based on energy. You could literally ride a bike for an hour, charge a battery, and then go to the store and click it in. And then transfer your energy to the grid and then get an apple for People it. Be like, I yeah. love that guy. He rides his bike eight hours a day and powers my house. No. Everyone loves no, that no, no, guy because no. he does all the work. Nobody would nobody would say that. But you could. You'd walk up and you go to your friend's house and be like, you got a, some sugar I can borrow here. And you click you click your battery in and send them some of your power or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it'd probably be an app and it would transfer from your storage in your house. to the. You to could the go grid. to someone's house, use your battery to power their atomic printer to get food at their wow. house. Imagine if you could get like a solar panel on your house, which generated so much power, it put money back in the grid and they gave you money instead. Hmm. That's literally how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like money. Well, money is just a number for a trade like medium. Re- I don't like relying on money, I guess I should say. Can you imagine the depravity, the societal depravity that would accompany all of these different things? You know, by the time society got to, you know, by the time civilization got to the point where we're doing this and we're, you know, uh, you know trading energy, you know, on, on, on thumb drives as, you know, for food. 
Um, you know, I mean, just imagine the depravity. Imagine the state of humanity. I constantly think about how we can transition without a fallout, without like losing a, a quarter of the population to poverty or to. Well, look, you know, the way the woke stuff is going, all of the high tech stuff is not going to be, you know, possible. It's just not going to be possible. You know, I mean, I, I think I think the plan needs to be, hey, let's force Harvard to hire, you know, only, you know, only people of color. Force them to do it. Force them to do it. You know, it's racial justice. The Fed is getting you know, woke and I'm here for it. Yeah. Get well, go broke. Yes. All right. Here we go. Enjoy Coca-Cola Light says Star Wars was written by the victors of wars. Of course, Vader is depicted as some evil madman. Consider the story told by the Empire coming out as the victors. That's right. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. His armor looked way cooler than, than that all black thing. We should write it. We should, we should make it. Like the, real, like the real events? Yeah, the real history of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of Star Wars. Vader's like trying to convince people. And Vader right won't thing. be like this big, looming, demonic yeah, figure. He's like five, with a red. Yeah, he's like 5'9", and he's got some cyber components. Like and six he's like, kids. He's a really he's good not, father. And he's not going... No, no, no. He has, he has his two kids. He has Luke. And, he's, and they're kidnapped by religious extremists. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a war his hero. His aunt and uncle were like religious extremists. Huh. Yep. They weren't really his aunt and uncle. I no, like no. That. He escaped the religious extremism mm. and went and, and, you know, and got to learn and then realized they were corrupt, mili- you know, zeal- religious extremists. And he has like, he's struggling. He struggles wow. to breathe. You know, he's got like a breathing machine. People like him and he's really nice. Your mother did this to me. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's all mm. propaganda. We should make it. We'll make like a 10-minute short film. Mm-hmm. It's it not called. A, it the, could be a good 10-minute short film. It wouldn't be called right. The Empire. It would be called like The Galactic Federation. Mm-hmm. And it would be like people from a desert planet taking a cargo ship and blowing up a military base. And you'd see like the families crying. And then you'd, you'd have the emperor who is disfigured from an assassination attempt when the Jedi tried to kill him. And he's like, we lost 1,372 lives that day. When religious extremists blew up a military base, mm. they're like building hospitals and things. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we should totally do it. All right, let's see. We'll do a couple more. Clifton Stock says West Virginia pays and work for Tim Pool. What positions are available? Um, we are doing commissions for mini docs, which is contract work. We're looking for journalists, and we've gotten a lot of submissions. And you know, with all due respect, the ones we've been through, it's just. Like, we need actual journalists with experience, and it's not particularly easy. It's, you know, we're trying to quality control and get the best of the best, so it's very difficult. We need a AV tech full-time for setting up new shows. We're going to be setting up, like, a gaming lab and mm. uh, the paranormal show and stuff like that. We need uh, camera operators full-time. And, uh, yeah, along with those skill requirements, if you are interested in sending a resume or something, make sure you send actual samples of work. I don't really care all that much about resumes. And if you, you know, skate, scoot, bike, blade, whatever, pogo stick, those are all big advantages. And we are, we're also, if someone has a, a drone pilot's license, camera operator, copper, camera operator with a drone pilot license, absolutely, we are looking for that too. And they're all on location jobs in the, Maryland, West Virginia area. There you go. Pioneer Smokehouse says, Ian, money is just a means of bridging the gaps between wants and needs. It's true until you can print as much of it as you want, and then it becomes a weapon. 
as well. Blip Squeak says, I'm disappointed you didn't seize the opportunity to leave Ian's picture for the whole night. It was hysterical when you switched. <laughs> Can we show that one more yeah, time? Is that still up? Let me see. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Let me move over to that. Yep. yep. It's still there. Thank you, Lydia. What? Yeah. That's so weird. I don't know. This There's technology. Ian. He looks very noble. Hi, everyone. That's a crazy image. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. So weird. I'll, ah! show, it, I'll show it to you after. Okay, thanks. It's, it's hilarious. So, how does that happen? It's <laughs> so funny. All right, everybody. It's Friday night. It's party time. <laughs> if you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to the show. And if you are a, a true fan of Timcast IRL and the conversations we have, sharing, posting the episodes every night. Just put them on your Facebook, your Twitter, wherever you can. And yeah, maybe a shadow band or whatever, but sharing is the most powerful thing we can do. So it really, really helps us out and makes sure that we can hire more people and do more work and hopefully will permeate the fake news ecosystem and get more people to realize what's happening. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash timcastirl. Share our videos. Just click the little share button. It's super easy. And on Instagram at instagram.com slash timcastirl. And you can follow me at timcast basically everywhere. Dave, you want to shout out any posts or websites? Sure. Or- Go to my website. All the stuff is there. D-A-V-E-R-E-A-B-O-I dot com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dave Raboy. And uh, right on. Thank you. It's great Go to on, get man. your insight, man. That was really fun. Thanks. Thank you. It was oh. a pleasure. You guys yeah, can always great. follow me at iancrossland.net and at iancrossland on social media. And check out some of my music on Amazon Music. Um, I think it's on Spotify, iTunes, and, and the like. And uh, let me know what you think. I think Will of the People will finally be on uh, iTunes and Spotify. Soon. Excellent. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe in like a week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I am in the corner pushing buttons as always. You guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter. I am at Sour Patch Lids, and I am trying to outpace Sour Patch Kids for followers. It's a challenge. I'm hoping to get there soon. Make sure you check out YouTube.com slash Cast Castle because we're going to have a vlog up tomorrow where we're setting up the new 3D printers. Today, Andreas was working on, was it PETG? Is that what it's called? Polyethylene tetraglycol? I think. Okay. Something like that. I don't I think know. So. And it's like a, it, it, it's printing amazingly. That's awesome. I'm impressed. The ABS was warping. Mm-hmm. PLA is way too weak. We tried carbon fiber, but the extruder is too low of temperature because you know, like 290. Oh, okay. And we were working at like 250, but it was working until the plate was too cold and it popped off. Oh. And so we're very disappointed. It looks mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited. But we got a CNC machine too. Excellent. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure and you check laser. out yeah. youtube.com slash cast castle tomorrow at 9 a.m. And we'll see you all then. Bye, guys. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.